0: Bad snap. Bobby oh, scooped oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU.
1: From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world.
2: Good morning, East Lansing. Green and White Report, Sunday, 11 a.m. You already know what the deal is. Episode 120 of the Green and White Report. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to break it to you right now. Please, please, please do not switch the station. Do not change the channel. Do not turn your radio off. Uh, This news is going to hurt. It's going to be sad. But as you can probably tell, no Ryan Rabinowitz in this week. I know. It's a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough pill to swallow. It's a tough one to swallow. Trust me, I had a very harsh morning when I woke up and realized the reality that Ryan would not be here this morning. But don't worry, myself, Julian Mitchell is here, Trent Bally right here co-hosting with me today. He's in the co-hosting chair. Ryan Collins on the one and twos, the didgeridoo's. And my Stop man saying Hank.
3: that. Don't say didgeridoo. I, I have hate to that. Say it. What's done is done. It, it has been said. It,
2: it's terrible,
3: and We're it not will saying continue that. to be said. Uh, I'll leave. I'll leave. <laughs> you will not. I, I won't, but I will, I'll, I'll act like I'll leave. You'll yeah, think, I'll about think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it.
2: But uh, yeah, Ryan Collins here on the Didgeridoos. Gotta are get it are you good. not to shout out Hank I here? I am going to shout out Hank. I just wanted to make sure we got that point again. And okay. then shout out the man Hank. We were very nervous Hank was not going to make it into the studio today.
3: Absolutely massive because I barely know what I'm doing, like producing. I need Hank. Hank is my main man.
2: We do. We Main need hands. Hank. Hank is a staple of the Green and White Report at this point. Yes, he will like, be doing that. There's nowadays. no show without him. Like, let's just be honest here. So everybody in the studio except for Ryan today, we actually got a got a small crew. Not a lot of people coming on, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First, before we get into anything, of course, we just got to see how everybody's doing. So Trent, how you doing? How's Excellent. the weekend? It's a great great day, great morning. Uh, it's my dad's
0: birthday. Shout out. Oh, wow. Don big Valley. happy birthday. Yes, 51.
2: Wow, dude. Sorry, I,
0: didn't, I just had to expose him. He's doesn't right. look He'll, like it, though.
2: I remember when I met him as you were moving out of Acres really quickly. I'm just walking the halls. It oh, does yeah. not look 51, oh, man.
0: I'm sure he would appreciate that. He still has a full head of hair. It's, it's pretty dark still. A little bit of gray coming in. A little in, bit of gray yeah. coming in. All his friends think that he dyes it, but he doesn't. So, happy 51st there we go, to my dads.
2: Happy birthday to Trent's dad. Happy birthday to Trent's Let's dad. Let's
3: hope the Lions win for him today.
2: That's big time.
3: Collins, how are we doing over there? Doing great. What? 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 what what's that? What, you got check-in on me every yeah. five seconds? Yeah, it's
2: just a nice little check in. How we okay. doing? Fine.
3: I, I take I'm it. We take it back. I, I Didn't know it was Mister Bally's birthday. Would have sent him yeah. something. Oh. Actually, I wouldn't have had. It, <laughs> I'll give you his <laughs> number. A little I'd love <laughs> to hear from you. He'll probably like. He'll probably just be like, I don't like any of your tastes about the <laughs> Detroit. <line." laughs> so he he agrees with you more than you think, probably, because uh, I'm just uh, a slappy. Yeah, you well, know? We, we need that. We need that yeah. big game today, though. Huge big game. game, huge big game, game. huge. We'll get <laughs> game, into that later. Big game. How's
2: the man Hank back there? He's good. He's good. Yeah. Hank's good. Hank, are you good?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I, I I can't hear you guys, so it's out of context. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm very it's well. fine. We just want to yeah, know yeah. how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. just Hank's a nice great. little
2: check-in. Just check in. Just Checking up. That's a nice little check in. All right, well, guys, before we get into it, I have a story to tell you all. So yesterday, right. Me and my buddy Plan Hoops at I Am Circle. First off, never played at I Am Circle in my four years at Michigan State. The gym is something straight out of Hoosiers. It's old school. The straight wooden bleachers. The courts are small. Either way, uh nice, nice little atmosphere over there. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Going for a couple of runs. We're uh playing our second group of guys, because we won the first game. You know, winners don't move off the court. Uh playing our second group of guys and all these dudes like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, big, burly guys. One of them has a tattoo. I was a little afraid for my life. Tattoo of what? I don't even know. It looked like some fireball type Ooh, of deal. I don't okay. even know, man. Right. But it was it was scary. It was scary. So we're playing them. Uh, one of these guys gets a steal. I'm going to set the scene for you for this guy. This guy's wearing a headband, and he's got a neon arm sleeve on his right arm. That neon arm sleeve has to be from 2012. Has to be. Hassan. I don't know they still made those. I, I didn't know either. I was confused. I, the neon
3: arm sleeve is a very tough look. That, that's
2: a tough Super look, but that's also look. kind of a power move. No, but
3: That's like you, Dwight
2: Howard MVP year. Do you
3: wear an arm sleeve when you go to run? No. I, that's no. Why, like, that's, nope, you that's I the main point. That's yeah. one of
2: our worst pickup player things. We, yeah. We've talked about
3: this. Yeah, well, Rabinowitz shows up in arm sleeves, everything I've seen him do athletically. We, we play flat football, and Rabinowitz... Literally looks like he's Well he had a mouth Baker guard. And, yeah, no, it was awesome. He had a mouth guard. It was unbelievable.
2: <laughs> he also was not very happy with his own play. Oh, yeah. funny. he was not. But the thing with Rabinowitz is at least it's like for his health. I don't think the guy could play if he didn't have arm sleeve okay. on. It's not like a copper tone Yeah. or something Favre, like that. This copper, guy was definitely this guy was the guy who was like, Oh, I'm looking cool right now. And so, of course, I had to do what I had to do to him. So he's stealing the ball uh, off a little pass from one of my teammates. He's running out on the fast break. Thinks he's all alone. Easy layup until I came. Uh-oh. LBJ. Straight chase down. LBJ. Blocked by James. Julian I heard it in my just, head. Oh. oh, I love that. Yeah, is. Yeah, Collins, yeah, Collins is on fire today. He it
0: really is. a good oh, start to the show. What, I, what, I will say in? myself. Ten minutes in. Collins or Five minutes in, I guess. We didn't start exactly at 11. Collins is on fire. Big starts of the show today. I'm big
2: start. fire, big start. We got hype before we started. We were punching each other, going around. We were. Colin threatened to rip Hamilton. Trent. Yes, he, he did. He
3: didn't burn energy. I like to see. Well, when I, I know he's done okay. more. I do. I do.
0: You'll yeah. see. We got. We got two hours here. Okay. It's we'll, gonna come. We'll be okay. good. It's we'll gonna come. Good. But
2: either way, I needed to tell you guys. I caught a body. Blocked the heck out of this dude. I don't. Straight doubt, chase don't doubt down. It. Only problem, I did follow my shoulder. I'm a little too old for this, and everything hurts right now. But it felt good. It felt really good. Blocked by James. Blocked by James. Blocked by Mitchell. So I had to let you guys know that uh, don't mess with me on yeah, the course. Yeah, I love that. Love it. Don't mess with me on the course. Picking you first next time. There we go. So going from my am life to some actual basketball. Michigan State basketball season is here. Forget about football. Forget about the woes of the Michigan State football team. Basketball is here. Uh, Michigan State getting set to play Kentucky on Tuesday in New York. Madison Square Garden. I will be there. Trent Valley will be there. And Joe Dandron We'll be in NYC in the Empire State of Mind. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a really great time. Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. The Mecca. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But either way, tip off for that game. I believe it's 930 is the tip for that game against Kentucky. Their season's on the way. Played their first exhibition against Albion on Tuesday. Trent, you were there. And so I want to first get your takeaways from that exhibition game and what you thought.
0: Well, I mean, anytime a Michigan State team is playing a team like Albion, you can't look too much into it because Tom is not going to show too much of his cards. But I think the team is going to be sneaky deep. I think that's something that I definitely took away from this game. Even with Joey Hauser, Ineligible, and Josh Langford out for the foreseeable future, um, guys like Thomas Kithier and Gabe Brown seem to have made a step. They're going to contribute this year. Um, you add that to freshman Rocket Watts and Malik Hall, uh, ready to contribute immediately, even if it's just a handful of minutes and spurts here and there. Um, and you can't forget about guys like Foster Lawyer, Marcus Bingham. You know, these. There, there's dogs
2: all up and down the bench for Tom Izzo. So it's going to be a deep squad. Yeah, and Watts with his first start in that game against Albion. I want to ask you, does he look ready? This is a guy who has the talent level to play right now. He's quick, he's fast, he's explosive. But is he ready for the big time? Obviously, Albion isn't the big test. But with Kentucky lurking, is he the guy that you're going to start at that two spot?
0: I don't have him starting. I wouldn't be surprised if he does, though. Um, I I definitely think he can handle it. I just think matchups-wise, time zone might look to go a different direction. But I think Rocket Watts definitely steps up this year as a whole. Um, he's a different player than Josh Langford, obviously. So you're so you're still losing that shooting, but he's a Westbrook-esque kind of guy in the open court. He's a great ball handler. He's very athletic. He's a good defender. He's long. He's gonna play. He's gonna play hard. So I definitely think he steps up, and he's gonna be he's gonna surprise some people this year as a freshman.
2: Yeah, and obviously one of the biggest questions coming into this season, and I know you and I talked about it, was who's gonna start in that four slot. Uh, they needed somebody to compliment Xavier Tillman, somebody to put there. And you know, I was talking with with one of my buddies the other day, and he was going with me on. He didn't think Kithier was necessarily a guy, or you play Kithier at the 5 and moved Tillman over. And so I want to ask you, Kithier in that game against Albion, 7 points, 11 rebounds, and to me... When you look at that fourth slot and who they're going to put there, that rebounding ability is going to be huge. I think last year Kenny Goins' ability to rebound the basketball, very understated for this team, and they're going to need somebody to fill that role because Tillman can grab boards, but they needed that complementary piece to dominate the glass, and I thought Kithier was that against Albion.
0: They're also going to need Xavier Tillman on the offensive end to expend a little more energy this year, especially with Josh Lankford out. So you would look at a guy like Kithier – or, you know, even Malik Hall, Julius Marble to get in there and grab some boards. So Thomas Kithier, yes, for sure. I think he's proven enough at this point early on to get the start against Kentucky. I don't know if he will. Again, everything's up in the air at this point for that game because the Spartans are looking a little, uh, the, the rotation's looking a little dreary, but. Time is all. we'll figure it out. I do think Kithier's proven enough. 11 boards, even against Albion, that's good to see from him because he never really got a chance to really get rolling last year. So you look at this year for a chance for him to get his feet wet. Elsewhere at the four, um, Marcus Bingham can shoot. Malik Hall, like I said, uh, Xavier Tillman was nothing but complimentary of Malik Hall on media day. So we'll see how that all plays out. But right now, yeah, I got Kithier. I'm with you.
2: Yeah, and Hall definitely – Looks like one of the guys Izzo wants to roll with. I mean, obviously he's messing with rotation, so you can't make guesses too much in an exhibition. But 14 minutes from Malik Hall, 9 points, 3 of 4 from the field with 4 rebounds for him there. This is a guy who at that 4 slot, he can do a lot. He's a talent just... Period. He's a talented guy. He can step out, shoot a little bit. He's got a big frame. He's strong there as well. Uh, so I think that's the guy Izzo's going to roll with. And, Collins, you got some?
3: Know who he reminds me of? I, I don't know if this, like, outdates myself or whatever. He reminds me of Raymar Morgan, a guy who used to play with, like, in those Drew Neitzel era teams. Yes. Yeah, He's not, like— like oversized to play the four. I think he has his, his body's already pretty developed already, but as he develops more, he's going to be a guy that is a loves playing at that four spot. I think he's a future starter. I don't know about this year, but I, yeah, I think you look at this Malik Hall kid and you say, Hey, he's going to contribute immediately.
0: He's an as guy. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt.
3: Yes. And I, gets uh, a little I think he was not complimentary the way he how he just puts the ball on the floor when he's around the rim, but other than that. Yeah. He, he 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 looks like he's gonna be a piece with them this year. Well,
0: yeah, one more thing about Malik Hall real quick. One of my uh my brother's best friend is a manager for Purdue. Yeah. Uh, okay. Student manager, so up. and and uh, Malik Hall obviously was looking at Purdue and Michigan State, and when he chose Michigan State, um little inside info here, Matt Painter was pretty upset. Uh so that just kind of goes to show. I mean, he's got he's got the uh what's what's the word? Reputation. reputation he's got the reputation he's just got to go back it up and i think he will
3: it's kind of funny though because no one talked about him until this like first preseason yeah, yeah. game he was a sneaky Good, guy like they, people were focusing on rocket i think a lot of people were like maybe marble would get more minutes than yeah. league hall but I, I think he surprised people in the first preseason game
2: yeah i definitely think this outside of rocket this freshman group has been underestimated they're all very very talented players and especially with just the now the injuries to langford and arms and even kithier i mean i'm He's still supposed to play against Kentucky, but just depending on how he is and how limited he might be, if that's possible at all, this is a team that, like you said, it can be sneaky deep. And, I mean, the thing is they're going to have a lot of questions surrounding these freshmen. These freshmen are already at least to play. They have the bodies and they yes. have the skills to play. The question is, are they going to be able to handle the moment? It's a good thing they have a lot of seniors surrounding them. The one thing I do want to harp on about the exhibition, and again, it is the exhibition, but three-point shooting, just 34% as a team for MSU in the exhibition. I think Gabe Brown went one for five. Uh, yeah, Gabe Brown went one for five. Aaron Henry, o oh for three. Watts, oh for five. And so I want to ask you, Trent, do you see that being a problem down the line for MSU if there's ability to not be able to be a threat from outside.
0: I would look at it more as I think it might be a nationwide problem this year with the three point line moving back a little bit. Uh, not all the not all of these guys are NBA guys. They're not ready to step back and shoot those deeper three point shots. But I think it's just more of an adjustment thing than anything. I think um, Gay Brown is definitely a guy who will be better from deep. Kyle Owens will be better from deep. I definitely think Rocket Watts, with due time when he gets up to speed, will learn how to shoot a lot better uh for Tom Izzo. So I wouldn't be too concerned yet. Uh, we're going to have to see against Kentucky on Tuesday night, though.
2: All right. Last one for you, Trent. Izzo in the press conference, your thoughts on this game. Was this kind of the start you wanted out of the gates in an exhibition for Michigan State? Only 85 points. Some people might think that's a little low. Do you think this bodes well for the matchup against Kentucky to start the season?
0: Um, If you're going to judge the Albion scrimmage off of uh... – just production and what the players gave you, then it, it bodes it bodes all right. You know, the Spartans are obviously gonna have to shoot better, like we just alluded to. They're gonna have to play more together. I think at times it was a little sloppy and choppy in that Albion scrimmage, but I definitely do think that this team's ready to make a run this year, uh, in totality. So it's gonna start on Tuesday night and they're gonna have to roll the balls out and just run.
2: There you go. Whatever starts, it's going to start on Tuesday night. Once again, 9.30 tip. Uh, Game will be live on Impact 89 FM, WDBM. I think 88.9 FM is the actual uh, call-in. But Joe Dandron and I will be on the call for that game, so make sure you're tuning in and you're listening to us do the broadcast of the game. It's going to be a good one in New York. Uh, And, Trent, I want to get your preview on this. Kentucky perennially one of the better teams in college basketball they always bring in a ton of freshmen a ton of talented freshmen all athletic and this year is uh no different they do have a couple more veteran players on the squad guys that were there last year some that declared for the draft but decided to return to school and looking ahead to this game obviously a tough start to the season to go out and play this team right now um but what do you expect to see out of this one from michigan state
0: i think this is a game where you turn cassius loose and just let him run because i think last year you saw with Cassius's minutes climbing heavily towards the end of the season and he ne- he wasn't necessarily 100% healthy. That was a little concerning. So going into this season, you don't want to have a ton of those games where you lean so heavily on Cassius Winston and obviously in the non-conference schedule that's not ideal, but to open the season as the number one team against the number two team in Madison Square Garden on ESPN, I think you got to just let Cassius Winston run. He's going he's gonna to have a great game. I think he's got a favorable matchup and he it, it's it's going to be a great coaching battle, too, if nothing else. It's Tom Izzo against John Calipari, two Hall of Famers. It's going to be very fun to watch. Kentucky's very athletic. Michigan State, more finesse, but there's athletes on this team, as we well know. Kyle Ahrens, Rocket Watts, we're going to get our first glimpse of him. So it's going to be, it's going to be a, good, a good matchup, I think. This might be one that we see again later in the year, uh, in the later rounds of the NCAA tournament. But I would just look at Cassius and also Xavier Tillman to lead this team to a win. Just rely on your top-heavy your, your top players. Is yeah. Kyle Arns
3: playing?
2: I don't think he is. He isn't? I, I, I know believe. he's had a high
3: ankle sprain. He heard it in the John Zaddy game, but
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he he definitely I don't think he is. Well, I'm gonna look at it now. But that's right. I don't he think he is because he last wasn't week, practicing. Was he? Yeah. yeah, and so I think he's out for this Kentucky game. I know Kithier is the one who he's injured, Broke but he's gonna play. Yeah. He's got the Rip Hamilton mask.
3: Great look. Terrible look. <laughs> Especially what? In, I thought like, you would what? love that of all people. I, I think the only person who's like pulled it off is Rip Hamilton. Uh, that's true. I also that's true. think white people look horrible in those masks. They yeah, just it's look not it, it's They, not they great. look way worse. They, I don't know. I it's don't not know. great. I, I agree. Look Looks a little pasty. Yeah, they I'm look good. horrible. Yeah, not, like, you, yeah <laughs> not good.
2: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's a bad look. Either I, way, I don't hate it either, but I'm, you know, we yeah. love Collins. Kind of, sometimes. It's going to be a good game against Kentucky. What I think definitely comes down to this one, it's going to be seniors and a talented veteran squad versus this kind of freshman core of Kentucky. You look at some of their guys, they have some guys who are coming back, but a lot of those guys didn't play as much a season ago. It's not like these were the Cassius Winstons of the world who played 30-plus minutes for Kentucky. A lot of what they're going to do is going to depend on how their freshmen, especially Tyrese Maxey, will play. This is a guy who was good in their first exhibition game. I believe he put up, like, 16 points in their first exhibition. They run a nice three guards uh, between Emmanuel Quigley, um, how does he say it? It's Houston, Ashton Haggins. Yeah. You know, Ashton Haggins. I'm thinking Houston. Ashton Higgins, Um, and Ty, Tyrese Maxey, the freshman there. Those guards kind of all do something different. Haggins yep. is here. He was all defensive last year behind Tremont Waters. Very talented defensive guard. Gets up in your face, is in somebody's jersey. And I think... You know, if you look back to it, Winston has gotten better, but those are perennially the guys that you say, this could be a tougher game for him. And I think if you're Kentucky, that's one guy that you're like, we're going to throw Hagen's, we're going to switch it around, maybe throw in a Maxie. They can work with so many different types of guards in those lineups that will make things pretty interesting. Sad thing for Kentucky, no Nick Richards. Uh, an ankle injury in the exhibition probably will not play in this game against MSU. They'll probably go with an EJ Montgomery at that five slot there. Richards has been pretty good. He was a guy who declared for the NBA draft a season ago but came back, led the team in blocks last season. Um Montgomery's good, but definitely you'd rather have Richards start against Michigan State. So I think that battle between the five spot is going to be pretty interesting as well.
3: And you look at Montgomery, he was like the biggest recruit coming out of high school other than Zion. Or, and he was the biggest recruit Kentucky got last year, and he's kind of disappointed. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like in his second year.
2: Yeah, and uh, we talked a little bit about starting lineups. I think for me, you're looking at Winston, Watts, Henry Kithier, and Tillman starting five. Do you have the same starting five, Trent? Um, yes, I do. I guess the
0: one area where I would maybe disagree, <clears throat> although overall I do agree, I think Gabe Brown might start at the four just because okay. he might go small go uh, depending just because of the matchups. But I definitely think
2: Kithier should be in there. I definitely think that's a, that's one thing that Izzo will have the challenge to mesh with, and he's kind of did it a little bit last year, uh, but this ability to go small I think is a unique wrinkle that Michigan State can offer. And one thing that was talked about last season in this Champions Classic game, always good, good games to play, but Michigan State came out, and the score kind of didn't show it, but 92-87 loss to Kansas. Kansas kind of owned that game all the way up until the fourth, and they kind of gave it away in the waning minutes to make that look a little bit closer. A lot of people wanted to jump off the bandwagon. want to say the sky was falling post that loss. And I want to ask you, does the, the result of this game even matter? Do you want... I mean, should Michigan State come in expected to win and should win? Or is this kind of a game where you're like, if they lose just a learning opportunity. It's early in the season. You just move on.
0: Yeah, it matters from a sense of social media and, you know, polls and all this kind of stuff, but I don't think that really matters to this Michigan State team. We talk about how they got off Twitter. Everyone's off Twitter. This team's all in. Uh, I don't think win or lose, whether it's a heartbreaking loss, if if you could even have a heartbreaking loss in the first game of the year, um, I don't think it's going to put too much of a crack in the season for the spartans i think that I, but I, I with that being said you know we'll get into game predictions later and stuff i think since you're technically calling the game you can't make a prediction maybe that, <laughs> maybe that's true i don't know i think the spartans will win and i don't think e- even if the spartans do lose they're going to come in come into the next week as what the number three team in the country number four team and again none of that stuff matters when we're talking about november basketball
3: it's all about how you mesh and gel in march and april Julian has uh, got the Turk Herb Street then when on game day He's yeah. like, hey can't hey it can't be biased it can't pick this game can't yeah.
2: do it can't do it, it do not want to no see any angry tweets on Twitter nobody coming at my throat um, but yeah game against Kentucky will be very interesting the thing one of the biggest things about it I think is you look at this game uh, Michigan State will not have a lot of time to get the ducks in a row depending on how this game works yep. you play Kentucky on Tuesday move on to Binghampton which. Hampton, yeah, I think that's how you say it. Binghampton, uh on Sunday, November 10th. And then you go and have to play Seton Hall, which is something Ryan Collins was talking about earlier, is that Seton Hall. Pretty early game to go out and play them in the Gavit tip-off games there. So it'll be interesting how the dynamic will work depending on what happens against Kentucky and then getting prepared to play Seton Hall later on. But obviously, a very interesting matchup, a very great game will be played Tuesday night. Madison Square Garden, once again, Joe Danger and myself on the call. Impact 88.9 FM. Make sure you're tuning in. Game will be broadcasted on ESPN if that's your kind of thing. But 88.9 FM, that's where the good stuff is going to be. Once again, Joe Dandren and I all will be a good one. 9.30 p.m. tip-off is that game. And before we move on out of the basketball realm, we're going to switch gears to women's basketball. This is a team that's been doing pretty good. We weren't able to have anybody in studio uh, to talk about them, but I can cover women's basketball my first two years. and been watching the team. Uh, for a while now. They come in this season number 17 in the preseason AP poll. A lot of coaches in the last couple weeks have pegged them to play second in the Big Ten. Uh, Media put them at third uh, beyond Maryland and a couple other teams. They return four starters and then add a big group of talented freshmen. Look at Shea Colley, Tara McCutcheon, probably one of the best backcourts in all of college basketball. Uh, they picked up a win earlier this week, 85 to 45 against Ferris State in their only exhibition of the season. Uh, and they're going to have a really good season. I think you look up and down this roster, this is a team that's really good. Tara McCutcheon, Shea Colley, two of the best guards in the country. McCutcheon, one of the best assisting guards. Uh, she's looking to break some records this year, looking to take home the assist record. She's up there fighting for it right now. And Shea Colley, we're talking about a, a player who she averaged 14 points a game last season. It's fantastic downhill, can finish with anybody. Those two are going to be great. Uh, Nia Cloudon, she was fantastic a season ago, a freshman. She comes back with some experience as a sophomore, will be really good. They like the way she plays and the way she's able to get downhill as well. I think you look at those three as your main players to come in and start. Um, anybody off the bench, the freshman they have, one of the biggest ones who I was really surprised with in their exhibition was Moira Joyner is a freshman guard who can really do anything and everything. She's all versatile. She gets all around the floor. 11 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals in 27 minutes in the exhibition. It's a player Susie Merchant has been very, very excited about. Um, And if you look at Michigan State, I think one thing they do really well and have done well is bring in a lot of guards who can do a little bit of everything, who can play all across the floor and complement McCutcheon and Kali very well. And that's something that will continue this season. Uh, so I look for them to have a really good year. Last year, 21-12, and 12, lost in the NCAA tournament. Uh, this year, I expect them to get back there. Uh, this is, a, like I said, a great team top to bottom. They have a very, very tough schedule, though. That's one thing if you're going to look out for. Played Notre Dame very early in the season. That game November 13th uh, at 8 p.m. in South Bend. It's going to be a very, very tough game for Michigan State, a team that took them out last season. Uh, then, after that, they move on to a couple other games against LSU, Florida State, even play Syracuse and West Virginia early on before getting into the Big Ten slate. So, will be some tough sledding. Will be a lot of learning opportunities for this Michigan State team. But, like I said, expect them to return to the tournament and make their trip there. Should be a great year for women's hoops. All right, switching over now. That
0: was unbelievable by the way. Was that good? Nice little monologue. Yeah. I hope
2: that was that was good. I don't yep. know if anybody liked to hear me talk for that no, I liked long, it. I but liked it. We went through, it. we made it through it. So moving on now, Michigan State football. Didn't really want to talk about it, but they gave us some news to talk about during a bye week, so that's always fantastic. Yeah, you yeah. love the content or not. Right? Love yeah. the content. Um, but, yes, Michigan State and uh, the Joe Bocce problem. Earlier this week, uh, Joe Bocce, during a random drug test, was found positive for PEDs, their uh, performance-enhancing drug. Uh, the substance or the supplement that he used has not been released. The name of it or what exactly it did uh, has not been released. But he has been ruled ineligible by the Big Ten Conference. Michigan State, I believe, is going to appeal that decision um, the yeah, Joe Bocci performance enhancing drugs, ineligible for the rest, he probably miss the rest of the season. And for me, just off the bat, my first initial reaction, first off, as a team, this it's sad, it's disheartening. It it sucks. It's annoying. Yeah. Like for a season that has already been wasted, already been lost, that is already we've already talked so much about this team and shoveled so much dirt on this grave. This is this is just an unnecessary It's a just, gut punch. It's a gut punch. It hits. I mean, things couldn't have gotten worse, and they have found a way, to for Michigan State. For a guy like Joe Bocce, who was an anchor of this defense, that for all the things that have been said about it is good but hasn't been that great this season to go in and then something like this happens, it's dumb. It's stupid. And it's honestly, this team, it's a gut punch. It hurts. They're probably... The way Michigan has been playing, obviously there have been some teams. You can say Notre Dame has been fake this entire year, and that yeah. this was a game that you're not going to put too much stock into Michigan on. But I don't think they're beating Michigan anymore. I don't think it's going to happen, especially with Boshi out. I don't. I think it's over. Ryan, you said they were going to lose to Illinois.
3: They they might. They're going to get their pants pulled down by Michigan. They're not going to just lose. They're going to get embarrassed. And I I'll tell you something. I, I were you guys surprised? That Jobachi was on steroids? I'm not (laughs) – like, (laughs) when you're that big, like, nothing surprises me. But, like, I feel like every, like, college slash pro football player are taking weird supplements. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time. Sometimes we're like, maybe he took the wrong supplement. But at the same time, it it doesn't really affect where he's going to go in NFL draft. But at the same – you lose a captain. I think that's the most mm-hmm. important part because he, like you said, he hasn't been as productive as he was his previous two seasons. But now you got to play freshman Noah Harvey and a guy who rarely has played because Bocce never comes off the field. I'd be interested to see if Antoine Simmons fills in in that Mike linebacker position for Joe Bocce.
2: It's gonna be interesting for Michigan State. I mean, like I said, don't know where you're gonna go from here and. It doesn't hurt Bogy, but it hurts the team, like what is the future of this team anymore? This is a guy who, like Colin said, is a captain yeah. this is a guy who was leading the team and then go on and have this come on you like wh- who do you look to now
0: anytime something like this happens it's just difficult to keep the team together and that to me, it, when a uh, Michigan state team that's not already has lost expectations and everything's kind of gone out the window and fans are checking out that's this is Probably the worst thing that could have happened. You lose, maybe, I mean, would would you guys say your best player? Would you say yeah, maybe Willekes, Collins, eh, what do you think? Eh,
2: he's up there. I think it's safe to say that this is a guy. You're not, like, losing. It's not some of the guys who went into the transfer portal yeah. on the last no, years. It's one thing to yeah.
0: lose a starter. It's another thing to lose Joe Bocci.
3: Completely True. I wonder, he hasn't probably been their best player on D. De- I, I honestly think Antoine Simmons has been the best defensive player on the Spurn defense this year. But, I mean, Joe Bocce is a guy who's been calling, it, like, he calls the plays for the defense. Yeah. That's going to be an adjustment. So, it, it'll be interesting what you see at, at Illinois, Just Illinois is no slacker now. I mean, they, they have a more impressive resume yeah. than Michigan State. Lovey they got more Smith way- is very,
0: very, very good.
3: It, I saw Brandon Peters have a 65-yard run for a touchdown yesterday. Yeah. I get it's against Rutgers, but they they have players there. So it, Michigan State can't sleep next week, and it this is one of the more deflating Michigan State football seasons, maybe in the la, in Marte Antonio's era, because there is no hope. Because you can't look till next year. There's no hope there. You lose all these talented guys that you've had the last three years. So what is the hope at this point of the season?
2: Exactly. That's the thing. And I think we've talked about it all season long how – this year has been a stray away from what Dantonio has held this program up to, and I think you look at the players and the way they've played, and the fact that you got. And I don't necessarily know if you're going to say it hurts the program or it is the program as to why those players transferred, but you just look at the number of players that transferred, the Peds for Joe Bachi. Like this has just been everything a Michigan State Spartan season has never been in a while now. I know Max Bulla he also had the Peds and was ruled ineligible, but this is it's just the the amalgamation of everything this yep. season yep. that has continued to happen for Michigan State that it just has not gone their way and if you're a fan like Collins is saying you can't look to the future and say it's okay things will get better you don't know that things aren't gonna get better right. Like where do you go from here and that's just the toughest thing for this and I think like I spent you especially look at Joe Bashi and say why the season's already over Nothing is probably going to happen. You're not going to make a big bowl. So why – like, and obviously it could have been an accident. It could have been a supplement he took that was just wrong. Yep. But now it's over. Like it's not going to hurt your draft stock, but it hurts the team. Right? Yeah, There's nothing. Definitely. There's no more to look forward to for Michigan State right now. So football program – it's a sad thing. I don't know if you have any other closing thoughts on it, Trent. But. Well,
0: it's just you kind of touched on it. Collins touched on it as well. The vagueness of these situations is always so frustrating because you don't know what happened. You don't know if it's an ethics thing. You don't know if it's maybe an NCAA unreasonable regulation thing. You don't know if it's, you know, these random drug tests. So they changed the format, all that stuff. It just opens all these doors. But at the same time, this whole season has been a continuation of last year. The problem is, like you guys both said, you last year you could look ahead and say, you know, know what we're bringing Kenny Willekes back and, and you know Raekwon Williams and all these guys and, and maybe Brian Lowryki will get his touch back with a healthy shoulder and everything hasn't happened hasn't happened and it's been very frustrating to watch Michigan State football this year and this like we said Julian just kind of a gut punch
2: it's been a gut punch. It's been a gut punch. So bye week for Michigan State this week. They'll get set uh, for the next game. Illinois on the clock. Yeah, Illinois. Shout out to that game man. being
3: played at 3.30 the same 3:30, time man. LSU and Alabama are playing. And I'm covering it. Thank the Lord. Way <laughs> to put that game at three. You know what, Collins?
0: I know you so well. You're going to have a great time. You're going to be up there in the box. You're going to get a little pretzel with your meal ticket. He's You're like, going to have LSU Alabama on your surface. Oh, yes, for sure. Yep, and you'll <laughs> be sure.
3: you'll be all right. But I'm calling I the got game, so, you. so it's not like – Yeah, I got you. But at the same time, what are we doing? No one wants to – I'm curious to see what the crowd looks like. And that's, and that's Saturday. Yeah. It's gonna, It'll gonna, be it's interesting. Gonna be
2: dead. It's gonna And I definitely – like that's, I think, going to be the more, more interesting piece because I know a lot of people were – you know, hitting about the the uh, the attendance for last two weeks ago is it, no a week ago's game now.
3: Yeah, but it was like but there was raining. Yeah, yeah, So you I, that one's yeah. a hard
2: one to count against. This game three thirty. I think all signs point for the weather to be decent at least. Yeah, if no one shows out. It, it's gonna say a lot about what's yeah, going on with this. Definitely.
3: Program. I mean, the student sessions won't show out for this game even if they were good. So yeah. it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's, it's just getting to that
0: point in the season yeah. too. When you're not good, that's just it, what yeah, happens.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: okay. Yep. Other things people would rather do, unfortunately, it's very like
3: true. watch LSU Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna be it for our first half hour of the show. We're gonna take a quick break. Be right back on the other side of it. We got some MSU hockey with Collins, and of course, a little guess That's Spartan. We're bringing it back for one last time. Once again, first half hour of the Green and White Report is over. Head to a quick break. Stay with us. 89, 89. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, Prime time, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
0: Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's progressive torch and twang, torch and twang, brings, twang. brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on
3: Impact Impact Primetime. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry 1 in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism, 1 in 110. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
2: Impact 89 FM. (laughs) Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday.
3: This is the Impact Sports Update.
1: Michigan State football will return to the field this Saturday, coming off of their bye week to play Illinois at home. Spartans will look to improve their 4-4 record against the Fighting Illini with kickoff set for 3-30. You can catch the game right here on Impact. The Michigan State men's basketball team played their first preseason game of the season on Tuesday, defeating Albion College 85-50. The Spartans will now begin their regular season play on Tuesday, taking on the Kentucky Wildcats at the Champions Classic in New York. The game is set to begin at 9.30 p.m. on impact. Michigan State hockey fell in both of their matches against Cornell this weekend, losing 2-3 on Friday before falling again 2-6 on Saturday. The Spartans now move to 2-4 on the season as they look to improve on the road against Penn State later this weekend. Michigan State men's soccer fell on the road against their match this week, losing to Michigan 2-0 on Tuesday. The three ten and three Spartans will now play their final match of the season later this afternoon, kicking on Indiana at home. First kick is set for three. I'm Henry Menigos with your Impact Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org/sports.
2: Boom! Shout out to Hank for the updates once again. Always here. Great stuff. Kills Great it stuff, every Henry. single time. Back from the break, green and white report, Impact 89FMWDBM. I want to make sure I have out, I give out the number really quick. I don't think I gave it out at the top of the show. If you'd like to join the show, tweet at us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. And then you can call or text in. The number to to call is 517-432-3893. The number to text is 517 884 Eighty-nine. So make sure to join the show. We got hockey to talk about. Ryan Collins behind the glass, but he's here to talk some hockey. Uh, and Collins, a tough, tough uh, weekend for the MSU hockey team, dropping the two two games in the series against Cornell, losing the first one three to two, and the second game six to two just last night. And Collins, we were talking about it last weekend, but one of the biggest signs or positives you wanted was a split from this MSU hockey team. Instead, get swept. And looking at you, looking at the team and the head coach Dan Cole, are you disappointed with the sweep this weekend?
3: I think Michigan State hockey is disappointed with the sweep because I, I was at the game on Friday night covering it. We uh recorded some play-by-play and I- I'll tell they were flat out the better team. The whole and they they went up really early, first five minutes, they score a power play goal by Dennis Azana. And they take four penalties to end the first period, and then Cornell ties it up. The penalties were the story the first night. It sounds like Saturday they just flat out got outplayed and just weren't ready to play. I mean, you look at a Cornell team who's top five in the country, it's a test. And on Friday they passed that test. On Saturday they didn't. So it's not disappointing, but I think for if you're in that MSU locker room, you're disappointed you least and yet get won because they were the better team on Friday night. And unfortunately they weren't able to get it done.
2: And I think that was the difference. You look at game game one, very much a close game. Yes. Last night's game was not close. I think it was five unanswered goals until MSU put up two, I think, in the last period, the last two periods or so. And for you, looking at those two, what was the difference between those two games? I think a lot of it, like you said, was penalties in the first and then a lack of aggression and kind of an adjustment to not getting those penalties in game two kind of changed everything.
3: It, I mean, they just they had, they had jumped on Cornell game one on Friday. They did this for very energetic... They they were winning. They were crashing hard on the four-check. And, and it's. I wasn't at the game on Saturday, but I watched a little bit. But the energy just wasn't there. When you get blown out when you start a game five to nothing on your home barn, yeah, it, you got to expect that maybe your the effort is not where it needs to be. But I mean, Cornell is a good hockey team. That's what Dan Cole kept in reinforcing to us on Friday night after the loss because it was a frustrating loss because it so, it seemed like, like I said earlier, that Michigan State was a better team, but he just kept on harping on, well, Cornell's a good hockey team, they lace up their states just like us, and the, did not be able to get it done and get swept is not the end of the world, but I also think it shows that this MSU hockey team might not be there to be able to compete with the top four in the Big Ten this year. Just the Big Ten's one of the best hockey conferences mm-hmm. in the country. So it's going to be tough for them to compete with the Michigans, with the Wisconsin's, with the Notre Dames, with the Penn State's. It, I think this this showed that.
2: And that's one thing I want to ask you, because I think one of the biggest things with this MSU hockey team has continually been, are you going to see growth year to year? And Dan and Cole was supposed to be the guy to come in, bring some growth. And I definitely I want to ask you, when you look at this team, two losses in this weekend— do you think the record kind of even matters, or do you look more at the fact that this is a team, like you said, that probably was the better team in that first game on Friday? Is that something that if you're MSU hockey, you look towards and say, we can, we can play up to this level, we just have to do it consistently from now on?
3: And then when you look at the state of this program, they're not where they want to be, obviously, but you see them this week, they get two pretty big recruits. You get a kid who was a leading star on the U15 national team, play for Little Caesars, and you got a really big international recruit whose name I would not even try to pronounce <laughs> right now. But it starts with recruiting. They're, they're just not on the level with the still guys that a lot of these other teams in the Big Ten have. But you look at this team last year. They were a good hockey team. They were just into – an absolute brutal conference. You look at their goal differential, it's really not that bad last year. They could have easily been over 500, and I think they were eight games below that. So I, I if you looked at year to year, I mean, you lose a guy like Taro Hirose, you expect a hit. I'm not going to like say this team doesn't have the opportunity to be 500 this year, which I do think they do, because I don't think the big time is as strong as it was last season, but... It's hard to see, like judge and hard to see this team being able to produce on the offensive end like they did last year when you lose a guy like Tara Horosi who created so much it's like it's like when uh, you take off like not i'm not like not comparing Tar Horosi to LeBron James, but you take LeBron James off the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's giving Kevin love his shots? like who who who's going to find Mitch Lewandowski on the half wall and that's a question that still hasn't been answered yet. So once you, th- this team just needs somebody to produce in a way where they create for other create for others because I just don't think the they haven't meshed really yet.
0: Collins is very early obviously in the season, but is I just want to put you on the spot is there a player that has surprised you this thus far?
3: This fa- thus far uh I would say I've been pleasantly surprised with not generally a player, but the first line, Dan Cole switched it up. So, I mean, everyone knew the KHL line, Kota yeah. Horosi, Lewandowski. And, and he started the year, he's like, okay, we're going to play Nicholas Mueller, the freshman from Switzerland. And you're like, hey, we're going to put him on that top line and try to replace Tara Hirose. Well, that that wasn't working. So they moved Lewandowski down to the second line, and they moved – Sam Saliba, the captain, up to the right winger position on the first sign. But I haven't been I've been pretty impressed by Nicholas Mueller. I know they didn't produce on that first sign originally, but he's a really skilled player and I think he's gonna be a really good hockey player for Dan Cole over the next four years. I, I would say Nicholas Mueller.
2: That Big Ten play opens up uh, this next weekend against Penn State, heading on the road to University Park uh, for those two games. Collins, you looking at those two? Open up the Big Ten season. What are you expecting from Michigan State? First off, in this series, and then also in the conference as a whole, like you said, one of the best conferences in college hockey. Uh, once again, looking at their record from a season ago, 8-12-4-2 in conference.
3: They go to Hockey Valley, too. That place is sweet. Have you ever seen like pictures of it? I've seen some pictures of it. It
2: looks so amazing. Have you been there?
3: No, I. when we went to Penn State last year for the football, we re- I really wanted to go like see the arena. But I guess – I think Supan might be going. John Supan, who is also on the WDBM sports hockey beat, might be actually going. he said, hey, what do you think about going to Penn State? I'm like, I, I don't know about that, but, like, you can go, <laughs> I guess. But that's uh, going to be a tough test. Penn State's the most ta- probably one of the more talented teams in the Big Ten, and that's a really hard place to play. I- a split would be exceptional. That's what you look for when you go on the road. Get a split, and then you you come home and you take care of business.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a really sweet arena. It's a it's nice. Sick. It's very like
3: Pagulia, whatever ice pavilion. Yeah, some, it's a nice it's like kind nice. of
2: small ish like NHL like arena. It just looks cool on the inside. It's a very cool place to play. We'll be Penn very State's venues are unbelievable. They really except, except it's have, understated.
3: Except their football stadium, Beaver Stadium, is literally a machinery. You literally go in there, it's this infrastructure. There's like no, it's the weirdest but place the I've ever been. But the
0: atmosphere is incredible. No,
3: it's sick. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the best student session, I think, in college football. It's sweet yeah. how they have it set and up. I would not Subject.
2: object. Yeah, I wouldn't fight you on that one. That's yeah. a good one. All right, Collins, last one for you. Like I said, Penn State on the clock. Keys to pulling off a win on the road for Michigan State. I think the
3: key is when you play a team like Penn State for Michigan State, they got to start getting more shots on that. They, they, sometimes they don't funnel the puck enough to the net, but they got to be good on the defensive end. They can't be taking undisciplined penalties like they did a couple of times on Friday night where you saw you're taking an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty right after you're coming off the penalty too. They got to be more disciplined on the defensive end and maybe take a little bit more chances too in the defensive end. Being like disciplined defensive end doesn't mean you're not going to come in and chip every once in a while. I I would like to see the defensemen join the rush a little bit more than they have in the last couple of games. But I think when Michigan State's key is this whole season is the defensemen are have to produce, produce offensively because they're, it's a talented bunch back there. So if you can get some offensive scoring help from them, I I think that's the formula to win.
2: Will be a big game in University Park. Thank you, Collins, for coming on for us. University
3: Park. State
2: College. State College. State College, man. Come on. Got it. Keep me on your toes. (laughs) Keep me on my toes. Uh, At Penn State, November 8th, Friday, 7 p.m. First game in that two-game series for Michigan State Hockey. We'll switch gears. Collins, you're hitting us with some guests at Spartan.
3: Yeah. How many questions do you want, by the way? I'm not doing 15. I feel like that's excessive. I think 10. 10? Okay. 10 solid. Do 11. Marvin Jones. No, what? Do 11. <laughs> I don't know. First of all,
0: when you say, do
3: 11. Marvin Jones is the first guy that. Trent is so locked in for oh, the line. Just, he, yeah. Lions. Yeah. It's Lions season. If I it know. was like the I summer, know.
0: I'd be like Isaiah Thomas.
3: Okay. But. I'll start off with the first question. He played basketball. I mean, first clue. He played basketball at Michigan State. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty vague, right? Awesome. Graduate of Huber Heights, actually, no, Wayne High School in Huber Heights, Ohio.
2: Oh, wait. Do you already know? I don't know if I the, see how many players. I I think I do know. I think I do know. You're going to put me at a supreme disadvantage
0: here, Julian. I'm not going to guess I don't know right I'm schools. not going to guess right now.
2: I think I know that one because I've just written so much stuff about somebody from Huber Heights where that's been said. So I think I know. I think. Okay. All you right. think you know?
3: I think I'm so. I'm intimidated. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. This player played from 2000, 2011 to 2014. So he's on those really good teams with uh, – yeah, you, 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 you I don't think – I just perplexed Julian right there, I think. Did no,
2: because I? I think I know. See, this is what I hate about this game is I really, in my head, I, like, get the one name and I stick yeah. with it. And then every other clue – I think I know it.
3: He, the, the class, this isn't really like a factor stat, but the classic comment that Tom Izzo always made about this player, he just coach his son. Okay. He's you know how Tom Izzo said, you gotta, you gotta recruit coach's son. coach's son. Yeah. he, he, he was a big proponent of that big proponent in a 2015, 16 NBA draft. He went undrafted and signed with the New York Knicks.
0: Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling good about
3: this. You don't feel good about this. I don't. Okay. 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 Keep going. Okay. In 2017, he signed with the Cards, Tapins, and the NBL, which is basically the Australian basketball league. Okay. Ciao, Lamelo Ball. Yep. <laughs> and he was the Cards. I don't think I'm saying this. It's either tapins or typons. I, I I don't think it's typons, but <laughs> he was their team MVP that season. Hmm, that's helpful. Is it? No, no. <laughs> Do you not know your NBL? No, that,
0: that's a good. That's a good clue.
3: I, not, know, not, I know. I'm not my I'm not,
0: NBL. I'm not dissing on the clue. I'm just saying I don't know the NBL. So,
3: in do you guys, first before I preface this question, do you guys know how like the NBA like doesn't send those guys to play to qualify for like the FIBA World Cup and the Olympics. Yep, Mm -hmm. because they got like other stuff going on. He was a part of that U.S. team full of D leaguers that beat the U.S. team this summer with that had Donovan Mitchell and
2: I think I others. Oh, I'm gonna be wrong, but I think ah. I think
3: you know it. First of all, how many facts have I given? I do not even remotely remember two, three, four, five, six, five, and now seven.
2: Seven? Because you just gave the feeble one. Four more.
3: Four more. Okay. This, he signed a training camp deal with the Milwaukee Bucks this season, was unfortunately waived two days later. I, I'm running out of facts if you can't tell. But I, 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 I oh, I just
2: don't. I have Should I no take my idea. swing? No, no,
3: no, not yet. Okay, I think I'll, wait, I,
2: I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. Because I know Sheesh. Trent,
3: I don't want to give away the super obvious one right away, but I, I'll give it right now. He has a brother that plays basketball in the Big Ten currently.
2: Trent's going to know it now. I know it. You I, should know I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I know not right. know. I don't. I don't. I, don't. I gotta, You I gotta, don't no. know. No. No. It's, it's confirmed now. I got it.
0: Uh, you guys upset me.
3: I, I, <laughs> I, I okay, okay. He was a part of the 2015 Michigan State Final Four team. That's the last clue I'm going to give you. You you got to go back to clue nine. He's got a brother that plays basketball yeah. in the Big Ten. I don't want to give you the school because I think you'll know it you'll, right yeah. away.
0: I don't. I just. I don't. I don't know it. He was a part of the twenty fifteen team.
3: Yes, and he was a he was a part of those teams that went to Elite eight. So like the UConn derry Harris team, he right, was on that. Right, team. Right. Right. Right.
0: Okay. No, I know that team like the back of my hand. I got to think here.
3: Okay, I, I'm going to give you guys. A hot 30 seconds. I'm ready. You're ready? I'm ready. You want to you
2: guess? Dude, should I guess first or should Trent guess first? No, you have Trent oh, guess I first. Oh, I
0: hate this so much. Since you, you're
2: uneasy yet, I think I know it.
0: Oh, uh, I think I was going to... Mm, no, I don't
2: even want to embarrass myself. I've already embarrassed myself multiple times when we played this. So I got I it last good. time.
0: It was Shannon Brown.
3: Shout so out Shannon Bingo. Brown. Favorite Michigan State basketball player of all time. But uh, Do you th- have a
2: Shannon Brown jersey?
3: Yes, I do. That's it doesn't hype. fit me anymore since I was a five-year-old. But You should get fire. another one. I... Does D Hgate not have them? I wish those jerseys were so sad. Can we talk about how Michigan State just has horrible basketball jerseys now, other than the stripped alternates? The scripts are so nice. Yeah, but the re- like the regular ones, I don't know what they're doing. There's no character to them.
2: I need them to go back to the green, the green unis with the bronze accents and writing. Those uh, are so sweet. I love know, anytime you use bronze.
3: It's not even that. Like, just have something on the side. There's like nothing on yeah. the side of the like top, but there's stuff on the shorts on the side. It looks weird. I don't know. And the green jerseys like the top is not the same color yeah, as like the yeah. bottom. It's super weird. Okay, Trent. Now I've given you all the time. I got it. I got it. You got it? Yep. You want me to say it? Yeah. Travis Trice. That is correct. God dang
2: okay. I had this that I had took it. I was well. I was thinking way too hard. Now that Travis Trice, my favorite MSU basketball player.
3: Okay. He's I, nice he, he was nice with it.
2: Watching him in the twenty fifteen run. Ooh, um, that remember, I think it was 2015 game. run. Yeah, I yeah. think it was the Virginia game. He gave London Parentes the work, the work, the work. I remember looking at my dad. I was like, I want to be like Travis Trice. That was so hype. That was that yeah, was. He's like my favorite player. That was good, Collins. That was good. I I, I can't I, believe- I can't
3: go too obscure with you guys because I, I I'm a psycho and I could probably name the like. Third left tackle on the Michigan State Rose Bowl team. Yeah, so.
2: that's why we put you in charge of this stuff. Yes, I yeah, guess you're, 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 should, g- you're great at what you yeah, do. You kill it. I think what you could find is like getting obscure players that have just connections to things we would know. Okay. Like if you're like this basketball player, like didn't really play that much or something like that, but like I, I he just, used to play on the bronze high school team or something just wild. Where like so like I,
3: I get a bunch of facts basically about Elvin Ellis, another one of Michigan yeah. State's straights. El- yeah, shout out to Elvin Ellis with shout the bow out to- and arrow. With
2: the bow and arrow, Great stuff.
3: that that was so funny. The gamer he hit five straight threes on the floor is one of the funnier things I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Yeah, that was awesome. He is the definition of one of those players who like jump shots absolutely broke. There's no reason they should be playing, but when he gets hot, yeah, flamethrower. out, flame yeah, it's, it's, it, Best it, friends
0: it, with Gavin Schilling. Yeah, Love those guys.
3: It's pretty funny fun. to me though that Michigan State went to the Final Four in 2015. It's like one of the funnier yeah. things in like Tom Izzo's like career because those three years before those teams all were better than that. I think the like 2015 team. I by always a lot.
0: tell my buddies, and we—I literally just said it yesterday. I think 2014 with Keith Appling, Travis Trice, Gary Harris, Denzel—that's the best team mm-hmm. Izzo's ever had. And, and, and Adrian the, Payne, Brandon Dawson. too. The funny thing yeah. about
3: it, they almost has Jabari Barker on that team too. Yep.
0: Almost. So, it's
2: still so insane.
0: But then he Almost decided smart. to go to Duke, and he lost to... Yeah, uh, yeah. They dropped the bag. The, uh,
3: I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jeff Cable wasn't there yet. I think Jabari just wanted to go there. Once Cable got there, there was some bad dropping.
2: A whole lot of bag dropping with Cable. 100% I, I, ca- It'll Cable. be
3: interesting with Pitt. Pitt's to start. People riding in Lambos coming up.
2: <laughs> Pitt's so funny. They're the,
3: 100%. This is super off topic, but with like the whole NCA thing, like, hey, they're going to profit off their like own image... How, what makes a school not just be like, "Hey, whatever car dealership in our town, we're gonna give you ten million dollars, and you're just gonna pay these guys in commercials"? But it's like from them, so it's I a little steam. Do yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a game, yeah, it's beneficial. I, I feel like that. If I'm a higher up at a program, I do that. Like, come on, we need the best players. They got to go to Jeff Demmer and get their like a million dollar like <laughs> bonus for doing yeah. a commercial.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It, a great it's, marketing idea. Yeah, it, it would be fantastic. It's that's mutual. a really good
2: point. Because what is uh, it's auto auto owners insurance. Yeah, you, you see, how many players could do commercials for auto owners at this point? A lot. That, a ton. So, you can a ton. literally you have, have swimmers do auto like as much yeah. as auto owners gets recognition here. That's that's really smart. I know, right? Well, I, I, I've been cause. thinking. I think about
3: these things like. In this weird mind I have. In this weird mind I have. Well, a good guess That's Barton Collins. That was. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. actually a little ashamed I didn't get that sooner. When I you,
0: thought when you would because
3: you're a big Brandon yeah, Dawson Yeah, I really thought it. you were going to have it.
0: No, I, and when, now it's obviously obvious. But when you said it, like 2015 team, I was like, if I don't get this, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm thinking Marvin Clark. I'm thinking Javon Bess. I'm like, who? who Shout out Javon Bess. Yeah, and then I'm like, no, none of those guys were on the squad in 2011. And then it just nailed me in the face. I was like, "Oh, it's Travis Trice, like the best player on the team."
3: Did you see Javon Best almost made the Pelicans roster? Yes, yeah. that was very out of left field for me to watch. So like, what?
2: I- he had a sn- yeah, some sneaky good, uh, good season, good se- seasons, yeah, yeah, seasons in Saint Louis. Is Saint I watched Louis play in Saint
3: there. Louis? Yeah, yeah. It okay, is. I, I, that might have been a dumb question. Julian, oh, yeah, what's a Pelican?
2: A- Can you tell me what a Pelican is? The- I. Honestly, couldn't tell you. They Collins, have a little statue no, outside. No
3: idea. I'll look it up right now.
2: It's it's like a weird thing. Honestly, I don't know. I've never really been a slew guy. It was more, if anything, like Mizzou during those Phil Pressey eras. I gotcha. ooh. But yeah, Demaryius. Oh, slew was never De- like DeMari the school Carol. for me. So I still have no idea what a Billiken is. I'm looking it up right
3: now, so can you guys taught. so yeah, really just, had, I've yeah. never
2: <laughs> heard of a Billiken. And the mascot, by the way, too, is
0: like crazy. Like I don't understand what it even is. It kind it's of like looks a like a little. It looks little, like
2: a Grinch. That's kind of what it is. They have a little statue outside of the arena outside of Chavitz, where it's like a like a gremlin kind are, of thing. Are you, are
3: you ready for their description? Is it a religious thing? I I I don't think it is, but it goes to St. Louis. Masked out as a charming and devilish looking creature called a Billiken. The school's official site defines a Billiken as a mythical good luck figure representing the mantra. The thins as they ought to be.
0: Yeah. Wow. It it's it's I weird. would much rather just be the Lions or something. But that's that's <laughs> yeah. cool.
3: That's cool. When you get to I think the all they're in the Big East, right? No, yep. they're not. No, they're in A ten. A ten. A ten. When did they switch? Was they it were, like, no, they weren't in the Big East. They weren't East in the ever. Big East. I confuse a lot. I'm tripping. I confuse Sorry. St. Louis and Creighton all the time. But the I, B- are Cinderella they a College. Jesuit Because I feel like Jesuit schools always have like weird mascots, which I don't
2: hate. Yeah. Whatever. They do. Yeah, they have a, they're a Jesuit school. Good
3: St. Louis basketball talk. Rest in peace, Rick Majerus. Rest in peace.
2: Shout out St. Louis basketball. Go Billikens. Go Billikens. I Go, can't wait to come out to a game again. Very fun. Yeah, uh, Fun stuff. Yeah. Once again, Collins, thank you for the guest. That's Spartan. Uh, no problem. That's, that's been the first hour of the show, guys. Wow. We flies. made it. Time flies when you're having fun, they say. It really does. Time, Time flies it. when you're having
3: fun. That's such a bad saying. How? Ta- this is coming from the guy that says "seize the day" every day. See, you gotta seize the day. There's a Do you really say "seize the day"? Every Collins day? loves "seize the day." Well, my brother-in-law always says it, and now I'm—it's just like ingrained in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> "seize the day, seize the day." I love it. it is. It's tattooed in my mind.
2: Wow! I can't believe you're hating on that saying. But once again, first hour of the show is in the books. We have put the the kibosh on the first hour of the show. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back for the second hour. And on that second hour, everybody's favorite. The Sparty Awards will be right back. Impact 89 FM, WDBM.
3: Maestro, please.
2: Impact 89 FM.
3: Recording? Mm
0: -hmm. Check one, two.
1: Introducing The Undercurrent.
3: Undercurrent. The Undercurrent.
1: A 30-minute radio show produced by students at Michigan State University. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. and podcasted on iTunes at WDBM, From WDBM, 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 East Lansing, East Lansing.
2: East Lansing.
0: The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time
3: we switched to longer lasting energy star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs. Like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
0: Impact
2: 89
3: (laughs) FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update.
1: The Washington Nationals are the winners of the 2019 MLB World Series after defeating the Houston Astros on Wednesday night. The game ended 6-2 to take the series 4-3 in favor of the Nationals. The win marks the franchise's first national title since its formation in 1969 and brings with it the end of the 2019 MLB season. The Detroit Lions defeated the New York Giants last Sunday, winning at home by a score of 31-26. The win moves the Lions to three three one on the season, as they will now travel to take on the Oakland Raiders this later this afternoon. Kickoff set for 4:05 p.m. on Fox. The Detroit Pistons went two and two in their games on the week, including a 113 109 victory over the Nets yesterday night. The Pistons now move to three and four on the season, as they prepare to take on the Washington Wizards tomorrow night on the road. Hit-off is set for 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. I'm Henry Meningos with your Inns-Pack Sports Update. For more, visit impact89fm.org sports.
2: Back on the Green and White Report, thank you, Hank, for the sports update. Now, I won't keep you all too long. Right now, coming back out of the break, we have the Sparty Awards.
3: Wasn't ready for that, boys. It's okay. It's
2: It's okay. It's a tough thing to do because it's, the music's fading shame. out
3: and we, we got to do all the other stuff. It's tough. We have this fancy intro, and I, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it it's after okay. I literally just told Julian exactly what to exactly do. what
0: to do. <laughs> <But> <laughs> hey, so no, no,
3: no, no intro this week to the Sparty Words, but get we, it going. We're good at audibleing.
0: Yeah, good at audibleing. As Collins and, wears his run the damn ball hat.
2: Love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You,
3: you gotta audible at the line. Like, you, gotta, you gotta do a little paid manning. Check one, there one, we go. two. There we go. Omaha. Omaha. We got it.
2: We got it. And here, I can I can just do the intro. It won't be Stearns' voice, but I got you. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Chills. <laughs> 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 the, what episode are we 129 120 okay ladies and gentlemen the 129th annual sparty awards and now your hosts julian mitchell and trent bally pretty
3: Bang! good pretty pretty good applause <sighs>
2: thank you thank you thank you thank Nailed you for it. having us uh it's gonna be a great night here tonight 120 20th annual sparty award it's gonna be great we're gonna give out some awards do some recognition for a lot of good work this year. This year, this week's Sparty Awards, uh best Tom Izoism. Shout out to Ryan Collins for giving us this idea. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Yep. I like it. It is
3: because he's the guy's a psychopath, a- but we all love him. <laughs> we do, he's an absolute he's and crazy person, but we love it.
2: He is, he is. So best Tom Izzoisms. isms uh, Collins, you can jump in if you have a couple that we don't say as well and you want to throw them in there. Uh, I'll kick us off first. I'll go with ye old classic, the one everybody loves, a Tom Izzo fist pump. Of course. There really is it's nothing a must. better. It's a must. I just, there's nothing that really defines Michigan State basketball and the, the goods this program has had than an Izzo fist pump. It just always feels so deserved, like you earned it, and then he hits you with it, and you're like, "This is this is bliss right here." So I'm a very, Collins knows I'm a very emotional
0: guy when I watch sports. Um, I've been known to cry during and after Lions games, uh, tears of joy, tears of sadness, whatever. Um, when Michigan State was playing Michigan in the Big Ten t- Big Ten Championship last year, oh, the tournament, yeah. the tournament, not the outright. Um, down 17, I believe Kyle Lawrence goes down. Whole crowd gets into it, whatever. Spartans come back and end up winning, but during that run. When I think the Spartans were down two, Tom Izzo just gave one of those fist bumps. He got really into it, got low to the ground, and the whole crowd just went nuts, berserk. And I, 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 I teared up. I was like, I just, I love, I love this guy, and I love the team. So that's a, that's a great that's a great first one. I'm gonna say for my first one, the classic. It's a little gimmicky. It's a little, you know. Uh, I say this a little tongue in cheek, but Tom Izzo is all about the Spartan moment thing. Yep. you know he's, a, he's he takes great pride, <clears throat> excuse me, in his Michigan State identity. So I think that's awesome.
3: I love
2: that.
0: I love that. I try too. Yeah.
3: I try oh, yeah. all the time. I'm such a weirdo. I get so nostalgic <laughs> about stuff. Like if I look back and watch like the 2013 Big Ten Championship game, I start crying. Like I start bawling. Yep. I'm like, what a great day that was. Yes, <sighs> awesome. It makes you think about like where
2: you were and all oh, those oh, little yeah. moments. I know you said you had cried during the uh, D'Antonio tribute video. You oh, I You were thinking of the Little tri- Giants yeah, and everything. I was like,
3: wow. A that, those hit different, man. They
2: do. I'm about to
3: cry right now. Transmission, it sucks. <laughs> 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 it's, like like I said, okay. tears of
2: joy, tears of happiness. It's okay, so yeah. pull it together. Like I said, basketball season is here. Uh, my second time Izzo-ism is. This one is a, a quote, not necessarily a mannerism, but it's just the definition of what this program is and the way Izzo just runs and picks his guys. Uh, it was a quote, forget what year, but MSU was going on to play Kansas probably. it was. I think it may have been last year or even one of the other times they played him in the Champions Classic. But you're uh, saying Kansas has two McDonald's guys coming off the bench. I have four Burger King guys coming off the bench. Love it. I just love it. It's the definition of what this program is, that it's not the guys who are, you know, top five, five-star recruits, McDonald's All-Americans. It's the guy that Izzo just... I mean, the, the joke has always been Izzo could take a group of guys from the YMCA and take them to a Final Four.
0: Yep, similar to what LeBron James can do in basketball. Okay, all right. Well, we haven't got to LeBron <laughs> yet, so... I just like to throw it in there whenever <laughs> just I can.
2: toss that in there. So to me, it's the definition of what this program is, and I think there's there's been nothing better than watching him do that. I mean, we just had Travis Trice... As our guest is Spartan, and that's a guy who, like Collins has said, hasn't been able to stick in the NBA, but what he did his four years at Michigan State, legendary, legendary. And those yep. are guys that Izzo has just been able to to build up and turn into absolute Spartan legends.
0: Yep, the list goes on and on and on and on and on, like till we're blue in the face, seriously. But my next one would be um... – this is kind of a joke. Tom Izzo always wears impartial ties. I would love, just <laughs> one, for once, wear a green tie. It'd, it'd be awesome. I'd love I've, if you I, wore a green tie.
3: I think there was like the year that Bridges was here, every big game, because I think he was trying to honor Judd Heathcote. He yeah. wore the he wore the green sports jacket. Oh yeah. No yeah, that that's looks a, fire. That's a I, Dan Cole does that too every once in a while. I like that. look. It's, it's awesome. a
0: Clean. look. There's nothing wrong with 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 showing your colors. Do you you know? know who
3: is it? Brad Underwood does it. Brad I don't Underwood. Know. Yeah. Shout out to him, dude. I love Illinois basketball dude. for some reason.
2: I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it when we do Impact His and later on in the season on uh, GWR, but Illinois. Going to be a good team. I'm yep. a big
3: Brad Underwood guy. Ever Ever since he's been at Oklahoma State, he's just a guy who he, – he he's a guy that changes a
2: program. He does, and he's certainly been changing things over Illinois. They're going to have a really good season. But, no, I I agree he could wear some more green ties. That green coat is – that's such a look. That is. I love it. I flames. love it. My next one is – I've sat in a bunch of Izzo pressers at, at this point in my career, and it's any time he's talking about social media. Mm-hmm. The man is – Hilarious when he talks about social media, notoriously, famously not on any social media. And one time he's at a presser and he was referring to people talking on like Twitter and he was talking about Snapchat. And instead of saying Snapchat like a normal human being, he said Chap Snaps. Yeah, and that it was is just the, the perfect funniest, Izzo moment. That
0: is awesome. So I just, I love that about it. It's very embodying of Time Izzo's opinions towards social media, as you said. But my next one is losing your voice by halftime. Very cliche, but that's his thing. He'll scream, he'll get red in the face, he'll grab his player's jersey and shake him a little bit and he loses his voice. He's never pleased at halftime ever. You could be up 20 against Ohio State. And he'll say, Well we gotta keep running. We're not really <laughs> running right now. We gotta we gotta we gotta figure some things out. And
3: it's that's like Tom, you're Izzo. up eighteen. I think that's a great one. My I, I think this piggy bats off your point. Every single time Michigan State is, like, at half. They have to go to Izzo. They never do the opposing head coach before. Like, you got Elisa Bison from the BTN. Or, like, like Aaron Andrews ESPN, like, way back in the day. But, like, it'll be like, hey, Tom, so what did you think about that first half? And he's just absolutely livid. He's like, irate. And and he, like, (laughs) he crats a couple jokes. So yeah. every, and and then you got, like and the, he'll throw some shade at his guys Yeah, too. and then you get like a colored guy, either Jay Billis or Dan Dottage. You're like, oh, that's why I love Izzo. He tells it how it is. It's <laughs> yeah, every game it's the same. Every, every game time. Yep. it's so
2: good, and it probably won't change anytime soon. No, never will. Never will. My next one is Izzo has this way. He's always looks like it an angry. Always looks like he's angry. Always looks like he's mad. But there are times when he hits this just little small grin. Does it? Not a full smile. Never shows the teeth. But a nice just little grin he does. Whether it's when. Yep. Like a senior night where he gets a player to come over and gives him a hug. Or it's just when a player does like something stupid that he's like, That is not what I wanted you to do, but it goes in anyway. Denzel Valentine comes to mind. Anytime Denzel Valentine played basketball, <laughs> Izzo is like, You are awful. And then the shot would go in and you're like, You know, can't be mad at you. Yeah, can't right. be mad at you. But I there's nothing better than that. I think that's one of my not just Izzo moves, but coaching moves. When you just like watch a player do something special, and you want to be mad at him, but you have no choice but to hit that small little grin, like it—it's glorious. The the grin also
3: works. I think opposing teams in the big time have to hate this. When Michigan State gets like a bad call, he gets so yeah. mad. He's just grinning. He's just like smiling ear to ear. That that has to bug, like drive people crazy. Despicable. Yeah, they absolutely go nuts over that. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, it's great. Have they to. have to. I would, I
2: would be so mad if I was an opposing coach. Like, why are you smiling? It would be like that. Would that was like me
3: back when Bo Ryan was the coach at Wisconsin, oh my Lord. and whenever there was a bad call, he like puts his hands up in the air yep. and he's like, "What call was that?" I'm like, "Okay, settle down, Bo." But I, I, I could <laughs> well, see why opposing teams don't like though.
0: Yeah, my brother and I go back with Bo Ryan. Not big fans. I'll leave it at that. But what, wait, wait, no, 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 no. We, I had no. Yeah, I'm not sorry about at this. that. What's the story with Bo Ryan? Oh, we just don't like Bo Ryan. I mean, we make fun of them. We nope. try. To, we, we just like talk in this weird like German accent and just like <laughs> t- act like we're both just because his name is Bald. Can we, Bo, can we, can we get it? an impression of no, this? Bo <laughs> Bo go Bo bad German. I, I I don't know. We, this that's just that's me and my my brother Brock for you. Anyways, oh, wow. I'll leave it now. Can I leave it at that? Yeah, you can yeah, leave sure. it. At that. Okay, good. so um, to for my next one, I gotta ask us to not be prisoners of the moment here. Um, Michigan State football has been good in the last decade, and um, Time Ezo is just always all in on the football team. I think that's great. I love it. Seriously, nothing gets me more fired up than when Time uh mentions something about, well, we got we got a Big Ten champion football team, or we got a we got a you know an eight win football team, or something. Like he's always always bringing it back to the football team because him and Mark D'Antonio are pretty good friends. So I think that's cool.
3: That I-, I and he's the. Because Steve Mariucci is like his best friend, the right. NFL Network guy, former coach in NFL, former Lions former coach, former Lions
0: coach, yeah. but, uh, not great.
3: Not, yeah, not a great Lions coach. It was pretty funny when he got fired, and he showed up to Michigan State game, and they're all this yelling fire mill. Yeah, <laughs> right. That, yeah, but he always is like basketball is my my uh, second favorite sport. I love football. Yeah, I love like yeah. I, I, I love won't go that. that far, Tom, but it, it, yeah, I, I I like you know. that he does that. He's a football guy yep. at heart.
2: Is yes, and I think that's just nice for the two programs here. Like, they've kind of built themselves on very, very similar qualities and what they want to be and what they want to do, and I think Izzo has just been the foremaker or the planner of, like, everything that Michigan State has kind of stood for, and that's bled into the football program. So it's good that he's taking, like, a liking and an interest in it because that's kind of made Michigan State what it is in both aspects. Uh My last one and it, this is one that makes me cry, especially when it's you know a player that I've cared a lot about. But the way he brings in a player when he talks to him on the sideline, Izzo has this way of just when a player comes over, and even he could be mad at them, but they'll like come, they'll put an arm around his shoulder, he'll have one on their hip, and they'll just like look and he'll talk and he'll use like one of his hands to tell him what he was trying to say and point at him a bit. He'll tap him on the side a little bit, just that embrace to me is what if I was to play college basketball, I would want in a coach. And it's one of a kind. I mean you it don't, really is I, I don't wanna
0: I don't wanna go too far, but you don't really you don't it, it looks different when time as well does it. You don't really see it from everybody.
2: Yeah. The and Coach it, K's
0: it, of the world, the Cal Parry's of the world, even 100%. like John B line when he was coaching at Michigan. You don't see
2: that. A hundred percent. And it's just it's it's always been beautiful to watch that. Especially with guys who he has had just battling relationships with, like to see him go out and he hugs a Draymond, yep. or he hugs, uh, you know, guys like D'Angelo Valentine, Keith Appling. Like, these are guys he's had troubled relationships with, but they're still at the baseline of it all. Just that common love, and mm-hmm. I think that's something that for me has always been really big about Michigan State basketball. Love
0: it, love it. So my last one, round it out. This is the there one I'm go. most passionate Bring about. Bring us home. Um, I love Tom Izzo's unapologetic personality. Love it. And I want to just bring up one quick example. Obviously, we all remember the Aaron Henry situation last year. Uh, I understand some people didn't think it was a great look for the university, great look for the program, whatever. Time is, though, st- and, and I'm paraphrasing, Time is though basically said, Look, if you're upset about this, you clearly haven't been watching Michigan State basketball for the last twenty years. This is what I do. The players respond to it. The kid responded. He's like, I, I'm I've never hit I've never hit anybody or anything like that. But I just love that time doesn't back down from anybody. He's a pit bull. I think it's
3: so funny too, because Izzo's like, You think I'm tough? You should see his dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a tough kid. Yeah. I I I, really, I, I recruit tough players. I love yeah. that. You just love
0: You love that from time, Izzo. That's his attitude. That That's the identity that he wants Michigan State basketball program to have, and they do thanks to him and him alone. It's big time.
2: No, you're right. And that's something about Izzo. For some people, it might make him mad. For others, it's the calling card of what this program is. But that's big time, and that's been it. That's the Sparty Awards, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Again, if you if you want to call in, you want to share your opinion. You got an Izzoism that you you love. Again, tweet at us at WDBM Sports using the hashtag GWReport. You can call or text in. The number to call is 517-432-3893. The number to text, 517-884-8989. We'd love to have your opinions on your favorite Tom Izzoisms. But that's going to be it for us. Those are our five. That's perfect. Good list. Good I love list. It. No that's repeats. A, that's a, that's a, that was pretty yeah, good. That was good. That was good. Excellent. We're going to put the kibosh on that one and roll in. We talked a little bit about it last week, but this week we're going to go in-depth, give you some awards picks. We got the NBA, the National Basketball Association, uh, and a lot of things to talk about. Hey. hey, hey, hey. That Legit, one of my favorite. Have you seen the memes coming out of that one? It's so funny. It's hilarious. It's just it's wonderful. Kawhi is amazing not he's only robot, is he a great player robot, but the right. content he provides yeah. is top 10 oh yeah he's awesome top tier but trent you and i both big nba fans huge early season has been good so far has been great so yep. far i'll be honest with you i have loved this season so far and getting into it i first want to start out with just some early season surprises for me, it's been the Miami Heat. They have been good this season starting out. Jimmy Butler's only played two games. They're sitting at four and one. But as what has really surprised me is the play of Tyler Harrow yep. and Kendrick Nunn. Two rookies in their first years, especially Harrow. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm eating Crow. I did not think he was gonna be good. Yeah. I just didn't see it. I didn't I thought he was he's okay at kentucky but this was a guy who he'll just be a nice little spot-up shooter and, and hit some you know like let the record state it is only five games in so true. there's a
0: lot of time for things to happen it's very, very true. early
2: very true but the guy has been good he's been filling up he's been putting up buckets i think a couple of 20 point games i think him and kendrick nunn have combined for like the most points by a rookie to open up a season i think they're tied i forget who it is they're tied with but they have put it been in the record books for that there shout so. out
3: oakland basketball kendrick nunn baby
2: oakland Love to see it, but those two have been great.
3: It's it's pretty great that OU's basically had three NBA players in the last five years and not been able to make the tournament in the oh. Horizon League. Yeah, good to see. Good to see. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's my that's my <laughs> Oakland basketball. I, I, no, I
0: love it. Love it. Um, my biggest surprise this this season, and I'd like to preface this by saying I should not be surprised, but I am. The San Antonio Spurs. Um, True. getting Dejounte Murray back, I think, has been huge. But right now, the Spurs are currently in first place in the West, albeit just five games in. But they've looked good. Demar Derozan's looked good enough. Lamarcus Eldridge's good enough. Derek White's a very explosive player off that bench. Um, Jakob Pertle is a nice little That's piece. They, man. Nice little piece they got. And Greg Popovich, I cannot say enough about this guy. I am convinced that he's the greatest basketball coach of all time, or in the NBA at least. Um, and and I just I, I'm I'm just in awe every year how how he continues to build build the Spurs up. And, and put them in a position to succeed even when guys like Kawhi Leonard are out or, you know, Tim Duncan retires or Tony Parker gets traded or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. it's unbelievable. So I, I would
2: say the Spurs are my biggest surprise so far. He's been good. He's also throwing in there for surprises the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tied for first yep. in the conference at 4-1. and one. Excuse me. <clears throat> they have been good this season. Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points a game. Looks like a new guy. Looks like a new guy. Yep. Very wow. polished. He looks uh, a lot like more polished. Actually,
3: looks like a new guy. Yeah, like no. that new dude at the He's, headband.
0: He looks great. He's tough. He's playing hard. And the Timberwolves do have some nice pieces. You know, like Andrew Wiggins. I've never been super high on him, but. That's a guy who, you know, he could fill it up any given night. He could drop thirty-four. He could also go one of eighteen and and give you four. But the Timberwolves at least have they the ceiling. I think has risen for the Timberwolves this season. The problem is the West is tough, so we'll see where they end up. Who, who do you
3: guys think won that fight? Embiid or Towns? And, Towns. And,
0: Towns. He, I think Towns won the fight. Embiid won the the Twitter war. What about for sure. what
3: about Simmons? Did in there with a the little STFU. I hate ben Simmons. Like, ben, like, ben Simmons I did not. You know.
0: Ben Simmons, that was the most Kardashian thing ever. What, what? Like, oh yeah, let me just let me just get the clout here. When everyone, Carl Anthony Towns, is already on
3: the ground, let me just like put my arm around his neck. Like, dude, stop. I, You're not tough. Towns was moving his legs, like kicking out like he was in the WWE looking to tap. It, yeah. was. it was pretty funny. It was Did very entertaining. Did you see the
2: slow-mo? It's like Simmons has him in the chokehold, and Cat is just like pounding on the ground. Yeah. Is that is that the first tap out in NBA history? Might yeah, be. It's a, he's Might like Earl be.
3: Hebner, like a former WWE official right now They're like tapping him out. It's pretty funny. I think Dennis
0: Rodman made Scottie Pippen tap out once or twice, but okay. if my I record serves. If my memory serves correctly.
3: The biggest because you know I was a year old Dennis Rodman fan I've ever seen.
0: I love Dennis Rodman.
3: It's awesome. I've I, got yeah, a yeah. fat
0: head of Dennis Rodman on my bedroom wall at home. Do you
3: actually Are you yep. Dennis Wait. Rodman
0: on this wall and Calvin Johnson on this wall? That is.
3: Do you have a you have a Pistons wild. one obviously right?
0: Yeah, yeah, like a, I got a Pistons logo, a Lions logo, and then Dennis Rodman Pistons, okay, and then okay. Calvin Johnson. I
3: was going to say it would be yeah. a scary sight to wake up to the Chicago oh. Bulls. Oh, Dennis Rodman, you got that Dewey's out there on theirs. So that would be funny. Be Lo-
2: love Rodman. That'd be great. All right, so Trent, I do want to ask you about the Pistons. Obviously, a lot, a lot of love has been given to Derrick Rose, and he's been producing yes. so far for the Pistons. So I want to get your thoughts on where the Pistons are standing right now. What you're thinking of this team? And are they making the playoffs?
0: The Pistons, I do think, will make the playoffs. Here's the problem right now. The Pistons are struggling, but they're playing without their starting point guard in Reggie Jackson. They're also playing without their best player, period, in Blake Griffin. Andre Drummond has been pretty great this year. I think he's got three 2020 games already, which is exceptional. Uh, The problem is, in today's NBA, that's not necessarily going to translate to wins all of the time. Uh, The Pistons now have two wins against the Pacers and one win against the Brooklyn Nets last night. Um I, I I've seen enough out of the Pistons early that I just they're going to be what I think Collins and I have talked about on the Motown rundown, what we think they will be. Um they're going to be, you know, they're gonna beat bad teams. They're gonna be good enough to beat bad teams, and since they're in the East, they will benefit from that and maybe end up from a five to seven range in the in the playoff standings. I'm not gonna rule out the possibility of a four. Um I've heard some some rumors that the Pistons are possibly looking at D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if I necessarily want that to happen. If that did happen, however a trio of D'Angelo Russell, Derek Rose coming off the bench, Andre in the middle, Blake Griffin on load management. I think that would be a great team. Uh, that would be a team to watch as a sleeper because sometimes you see these teams make improvements late in the season and their playoff seating doesn't show where they're actually at. So with that being said... I think the Pistons are going to maybe make a couple moves. I'm not predicting D'Angelo Russell to the Pistons. I'm just saying. I think the Pistons make the playoffs this year. Andre Drummond has a career year. It's contract year Dre, as Collins and I like to say, tongue in cheek, of course. Uh, but when Blake comes back,
3: this team's really going to take off. We're going to see a little bit more of what, what the Pistons' identity actually is. I, I was talking to my friends about this. I, I think Andre Drummond will be a third-team or second-team nba this year, and I think they should trade him. And like, if you're not a Detroit Pistons fan, that is just so weird to say. Because yep. you're like, he's he's a really productive center. Why do you want to trade him? I'm like, because he brings no, not no value. He brings value. You have he, to, you have to know. Just, he's like the three or four option in today's NBA. He just yeah. can't, he can't be your second or third. But like. You just had to bring in other pieces, and
0: you have to know the revolving door the Pistons have been stuck in for the last
3: six yeah, to eight like years. Yeah, like purgatory. Jordan. Yeah, like the Rodney Stuckey era. I, I just like think about those shout out Rodney Stuckey. Yep. Will Bynum. Don't shout out Rodney. Stuckey. Will Bynum.
0: Rodney Stuckey was one of my favorite backcourts of that terrible era. Like that, but there were a lot of backcourts in that era. Rodney Stuckey, Will Bynum were probably my favorite.
3: They they were good bench players when they were actually good. Yeah, and then, and yeah. then they had to like start, and I was like, oh boy. Yeah, But a lot. shout out Will the Thrill. Shout out George Love Blah. Will Bynum. Short of
0: Will Bynum's bio on Instagram is like, 12-year NBA vet. He played like, 12 years I, in the I, NBA? I, maybe
3: it's eight. Something like that. I was, I don't wow, 12 years? I don't know. No, there's no Whoa. way he played 12. Wow. No, scratch he cooks that. in the big three, though.
2: Dude, did, the big dude, the big three is kind of legit. Do you no, watch
3: it? Yeah, it's kind of hype. Did, no, but Will Bynum did the Fate Sham God. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. I was love like, it. shout
2: out Will Bynum. Dude, Didn't know he it. was kicking still. Kills it. But yeah, no, I'm with you. The Pistons have been good. And I've been, I don't know if he's going to taper off. I think he kind of will a little bit. Uh, but Derrick Rose has just been good this season. Yes, he has. And that's been no doubt. That's, I mean, solid. Like 20 points a game, 6.3 assists. Like, the guy's been good. He's been finishing at the rim. He's also eighth in the entire league in PER,
0: which for, if people which don't know, insane. that's player efficiency rating. There you go. There you go.
2: Way to, way to fill us in. Way to fill yeah. the, the 12th, audience 12th in, in the league.
0: Listening. Let me fact check myself. 12th in the league.
2: But Yeah. Derrick Rose has been good. I like where the Pistons are at. I do agree in trading Drummond. And I've been kind of on that boat. I just don't think Drummond – he doesn't do anything. Like, he's productive, but then he Well, the you know, he wins lead. rebounding titles, you know. Yeah, it doesn't lead to what you need. And what I think you like about Drummond and what you kind of like about this year for him is that if he plays at this peak, there's going to be some team that will buy in on him. Yep. And, he, you know. Someone will. Sell high. Buy low, sell high. Me and That's Collins talk it. about it. You know,
0: it's like he's going to be the most valuable free agent on the market this summer if he's not traded or extended or whatever. So, it's gonna get interesting. Gonna get dicey. I can see one of these teams breaking the banks, breaking the bank for him. A team like the Charlotte Hornets, who never knows what they're doing, because Michael Jordan stinks as a general manager. I can see a team it's like true. the New York Knicks doing it, or or what?
3: No, Kyle's getting
0: on the mic. Here. No, I,
3: I was just joining the conversation. Oh, I thought you were no. gonna get on
0: me for getting on Michael Jordan because <laughs> he's uh, no, terrible. I don't
3: care. Yeah, I mean he's a horrible owner. Yeah. I don't terrible. think he's a, is Coated he the veteran. GM? I don't think yeah. he's a GM.
0: Well, he, I mean he he's like They the, basically just the draft owner. whoever the best yeah. player
3: is from North Carolina.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unless your name unless his name's Frank Kaminsky, then what? they're gonna draft him. No, don't handle tank. What, what what no, I'm not hating. I just I don't think he's overall. on he's not
3: even on. No, he's the, on the Suns. No, yeah, he's not on there anymore. Dude, how about can we talk about the Suns? Hey, did you guys see this coming? Like the Suns are good. I did. The Suns I did. are good. I did. I did. Can I tell you why? Without Aiden too. Yep, without
0: Aiden. Uh Devin Booker is a very good player. I think he is way overlooked. I don't wanna jump the gun. I know he's a little young and this isn't an, not not a great team, still very early. But Devin Booker, I gotta shout him out. He's from Granville High School. Uh, went to Granville High School for a year, where I went to school. Then he really? moved down south. Yes, Devin Booker is wow. like our pride and joy. Wow. In Granville, everyone loves Devin Booker
3: because like he, you know, he came did from he where we come from. Did he grow up there? Yep. yep. Oh, I didn't know. I did to, not know that.
2: There's, uh, I knew
3: he was from like the Gr area. Yeah. yeah. Quick, funny, quick, funny
0: little here. story. Um, so we were, me and my brother were like looking in old yearbook po- yearbook photos one time. Yeah. No, no, I gotta back up. We were at the lost and found. At the middle school, okay, and there were some basketball jerseys, like old basketball jerseys. We took them, okay. Yeah. Mine was number twenty-two. Miles was number fifteen. So we took them, and then um, we're looking at yearbook Sounds photos like you later. Stole. No, no, no. We just <laughs> lost and found. I found, I found those jerseys. Okay. So then, a uh, couple weeks later, we're looking at yearbook photos, and we see like a picture of Devin Booker on the JV, you know, team for Granville, and he's yeah. wearing the jersey that Miles has. So. That's pretty Miles valuable. has Devin Booker's jersey in his room, and he framed it. So that's, that's wow. what we got going on. He said he did it signed. I think he did. He did? No, because our older cousin is, like, good friends with uh, Devin's brother, Davon.
3: So oh, okay. he got it signed wow. for him. Yeah. Wait, his brother's named Davon, and, yeah. and he's Devin? Yep. They have different different dads, oh, okay. I think. Oh, yep. okay. Yep, because Davon's last say, name that's is v- Wade. V- that's, that's very confusing. If it was, like, Davon Booker and Devin Booker, yes. yeah, that'd be very confusing.
0: Yes. Yep. Anyways, though sons i'm in i'm all in i love devin booker got him on my fantasy basketball team i'm ready to watch i think deandre
3: ayton by the way how how stupid can you i don't i don't want to get on the guy but like (laughs) how stupid can you be can you guys explain to me what like i know it's like a drug that makes you like Uh, He definitely was trying to protect himself from failing another test, right? Is that what the drug was? I don't know. All I I
0: know is everyone ever in the NBA says it's very easy to pass these drug tests because they're not random. They tell you when they are, and there's a lot of things you can do to flush it out of your system, whatever. And DeAndre Ayton just dropped the ball.
3: Yeah. But shout out to the – like, Dario Saric was an absolute corpse on the Minnesota Timberwolves bench once he got traded from the Sixers. He was a great piece for the Sixers. And now look at him at the like, and now he's on the Suns and he's contributing. Revives Kelly yep. Oubre. I was no gonna say one, they no, got a lot
2: of guys who you wouldn't have thought. Yeah, Ke- doing. No one anymore. wanted to pay
3: Kelly Oubre, and now now he's now he's hooping. Now Aaron he lo- Baines. It was I, Aaron Baines. Baines. Do the
0: Celtics miss Baines badly? The Celtics miss Baines. They miss Horford. They don't. Their best big man is Enos Kanter. Not great. Celtics, another team that might trade for Andre Drummond.
3: We'll see. He kills them so much, so he, they probably would want yeah, to. Yeah,
2: yeah, they think about it. They yep. think about it. But Anyways, yeah.
0: that's enough of my tangent. No, to, I like that.
2: Know. We're talking to the NBA. I love the conversation. Another that's biggest awesome. thing that's been a conversation, Warriors from Hero to Zero they fallen yep. from the pedestal. Uh, injury to Steph Curry on his left hand. He's out for, what, three? I think three months three now? Three months, they said. Three months, uh, they say, for him. Draymond Green hurt his finger. Couldn't even, like, yep. grip a basketball, he said. And so they started a lineup that was literally, like, all college basketball players. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane the way the Warriors are falling. A lot of people are predicting them. Like you said, to shop D'Lo at this point and to just tank, play for a high draft pick, and then move on to the next year. Um, so it's just been interesting to watch that kind of fall from grace for Golden State, especially they're in a new year, in the arena, kind of where they've gone, and you hate to see it because I was a big Steph for MVP this year guy, so it's just been sad.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's different because look, I and look, I've been on this wave for a little while. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I didn't I didn't think the Warriors are going to be good this year at all because they're they're not deep. Even with even with Steph and Draymond healthy, they've got like seven playable NBA players, and in the regular season, you need nine.
3: The thing that's really funny is that they're going to get the first pick next year. It's it's done. A, the, like yeah. the NBA is – it's going to work out perfectly for them. Because, like, once Steph went down, now Draymond has some that random perfect injury. perfect storm. Perfect now, storm. Now D'Angelo has some random injury. You look at their starting lineup. I didn't even know who their shooting guard is. I've watched basketball my whole life. Yeah. Didn't even know what the name was. But I, I – it, 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 I mean, they missed Clay when they had Steph and Draymond. I thought that was their biggest problem. They just couldn't guard anyone on the perimeter. And yeah. you, when you lose Clay, they were getting blown mm-hmm. out by twenty. Yeah, I mean, you're losing the Suns. It's four. It's forty
2: to it's thir- thirteen. I didn't think it would be this, this bad. bad. No, that's been the thing. Is I thought they would be I good. Never actually, they'd be, I didn't think they'd be good. But I thought Steph was going to have an MVP season and push them, and D'Angelo would be kind of where he was last year, and it would just keep them afloat. Until Clay would come back. And now yeah. it's not even looking like he's going to come back. Right. Steph's gone. Like, there's no point anymore in even trying to push for anything. And so that's been one of the biggest things for me is watching that fall. Um, a couple of days it was it Friday night? No, was it Saturday night? I Saturday what. night was Friday. the, the Friday. No, was, it was Friday. It was, it was Friday. Friday. November 1st, yes. Friday night, Lakers took on the Mavericks in Dallas, and that was a overtime game, went to overtime. Lakers ended up winning that one. Probably one of it's up for early game of the year candidate. Yeah, right it was there. awesome. Watching LeBron James and Luka Doncic both with 30-point triple-doubles duel it out yep. was fantastic. And I think, I mean, Luka Doncic, for one, to speak on the Dallas side, Luka Doncic has just been tremendous. Yep. This is a guy who I think awesome. a lot of people gave him crap because everyone in the media was like, "Oh, this guy's kid, this guy's so good, this kid's great." And a lot of people have been like, "Ah, well, that's just the media hyping him up." But he has been next level. Very. Yep. He has been next level. And you look on the Lakers side, they have been so good. I've been, I kind of knew they'd be good, but I've been pleasantly suppl- surprised with all of the role players. I didn't think Danny Green was going to play to where he's playing right now. KCP is still a question mark. Yeah, he's but not he's playing done great. Okay, he's been there. Been a player to right. for them to play. Um Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard has been, been spectacular. Unreal.
0: I mean, seriously, he I and mean, he's doing all they need him to do. If Dwight Howard gives you a double double, it's extra. It is. Because you only need Dwight to play about 12 minutes a game, you know, maybe score six points and grab six or seven boards and block one or two shots. Do you That's guys think it's funny that,
3: that AD doesn't want to play the five?
0: Yeah, kinda, of, but at <laughs> the same <laughs> time,
3: just like, dude, grow up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that kind of stuff bugs me. Like, knowing you, you know me,
3: I, like, that kind of stuff just bothers me. I'm like, dude, just play. It doesn't play. make any sense. He basically does play the five. I know. But, but like, he doesn't. Who cares they, if you're yeah.
0: listed as a center or a power forward? Like, you can play somewhat positionless basketball. <laughs> but the, but, no, I'm go sorry.
3: Ahead. Try, you, go ahead. No, try. I
0: was just going to mention, you know, the Lakers. They, I, they do look very good since that first opening night. After the longest offseason of LeBron James's career, I think they they kind of have seemed to find their footing. I'm going to be very intrigued when they play the Clippers on Christmas at full strength. Hopefully the Lakers are at full strength as well by that point because the Lakers are built, and I I want I want to be careful how I phrase this because I don't think the Lakers' role players are great, but I think they all contribute in a way that is very beneficial to LeBron James. It reminds me a little bit of the Miami Heat teams. Obviously not as good of shooting, but they can all D up. Everybody can play some defense. He's got his second star, Anthony Davis, who's like Chris Bosh on steroids. And then it's it's just – it's it's actually really fun to watch. And LeBron and AD on the pick and roll is pretty unstoppable. I don't know how anyone's going to stop that ever at I, any point this year.
3: My question was to you guys. I, I don't know how much you're watching that game. The third quarter of that game, there was about five or six minutes where Luka and LeBron were just dueling back and yep. forth. Yeah. And I, I – I, I'm a genuine. I'm not a LeBron hater, but I'm not his biggest fan. I didn't think he had that in him. Still, do you guys think he is going to have one of those signature years where he doesn't win the MVP but is in that MVP conversation? Because I think it will be hard for him to win MVP playing with Anthony Davis.
2: I don't think so. Just because, not in terms of him and his playing ability. Because I think, for one, having this longest off season of his career, he's already his his body looks great. He looks so much better on the court and so much more rejuvenated. My thing would be, I think this regular season, he's going to push to make sure Anthony Davis is ready to go. Like that, and I can tell that from the way they play and the way LeBron, instead of just like being down head, attacking all the time, he'll be like, okay, AD, post up on the left block I'm gonna give this to you for four straight possessions yep like he has consistently worked on getting Anthony Davis involved and I think so far this season LeBron has just put up more like 20 and 10 games or 20 point triple double games where it's just been really low-key dominance but he's allowed AD to kind of go off and be the spark plug for this team and I think that's why he won't win the MVP is I don't think he's gonna push this regular season to go for it
0: Well, if we kind of dive into it right now, like LeBron James is averaging 26 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds on 51% from the floor. If that's his stat line for the season, he will win MVP. But I I don't think that's going to be it because we're looking at two games where LeBron dropped 32 against, I believe it was the Utah Jazz, and then 39 against the Dallas Mavericks. That kind of, uh, I mean, that boosts his his scoring average a little bit. But I think LeBron, when it's all said and done, is going to be around 22 points, I think he will average double-digit assists barely. I think he'll get to like ten, ten and a half assists a game, and then anywhere from four to eight rebounds.
3: Yeah, when I personally, I was like, "Is LeBron washed?" After I watched that well, Clippers yeah. that Clippers Lakers warranted, I, warranted I was criticism. Like, wow. Yes. I was like, he does not. look He didn't good. look good at all. Also, yeah. he needs to shave his head. One hundred percent. It's it's getting to the point. Like, I love he, it. He could save it the last yeah. couple of years. It's not good. It's, like, patchy. It doesn't – did you see that guy's Halloween costume? Yeah. Where oh. it's, like, got the patches Disrespectful. left Disrespectful. In... Yeah. It's, Disrespectful. Bad. it's bad.
2: My favorite thing is when he tries to wear the headband, Yeah. but he has to, like, push the headband up a little bit so like it's like, his hairline. I'm like, dog, it, it you it, look bad.
0: It looks a little bad.
2: That's but, my one thing. Drop the top. Everyone's got to ha- find the time, that moment in life. You just got to drop the top. Yeah. You, you have just to move at on. some point. Got to move on, but an epic battle in Dallas. That game, Lakers, like I said, ended up winning that one. Uh, moving on, I want to make some hey, Before you guys picks.
3: move on, we got a little listener question from Hank's cousin in Dallas. He said, "He said, guess what? Mavs are taking the seventh seed." He says he loves the show. Mavs are taking the seventh seed in the West. You heard it here first.
0: Hank's cousin, I actually wow. agree. I think the Mavs might take the sixth seed in the West because okay. you know what? Kristaps Porzingis has already surprised me in terms of just like he's back where he was, if not better. And Luca's only going to get better.
3: Shout out to Haines Tarzan too. He wanted to call in, but I technically don't know how to work the phone system. <laughs> that's here. okay. That's so, all right. So, so we, we wanted to get him on, but thank you, Haines Tarzan. That, that's what's, big it, time. What's, his, what's his name? Curran. I'm Cur- um, what? Say it in a
1: shout out to my my
2: man Curran in Dallas. Curran?
3: Curran. Yeah. Curren? Uh, yeah, yeah shout out Curren. to right. Curran. Shout
2: out to him. No, for real. I the the Mavericks. Yeah. I five to seven. No, I. Can I, see I, them I really. I. I would.
0: I'm not going to say they're a lock for the playoffs because there's a lot of question marks still, but they look like a playoff team, no doubt. Yeah.
2: They It'll look be like a team
0: like the Pelicans from a couple years ago that were a six seed that could give a three seed
2: some trouble. Like, we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. No, that's but. a tough team. It's all going to be a question of when and what time do Luka and Porzingis really get it together. Because right now I think they're still figuring each other out. And luca has been great, but Borzingas has just not. He hasn't been the same person yet. And I think it's going to take a minute for them to get that chemistry. And that's the same thing for LeBron and AD. Like, they're getting there, but at a certain point they're going to get through the season and they're just going to be firing on all cylinders. Same thing will
0: happen with Paul George when he eventually comes back with Kawhi Leonard. Exactly.
2: But I love that Mavericks team. And I think they have a lot of guys who have stepped up. And I think that you saw that in the game against the Lakers. I mean, Luca goes in with the drive to give the, that Dallas the lead, and he kicks it out to Dorian Finney-Smith. Right. Like who? Yep. But Finney-Smith is ready for the three, hits him in the corner, easy knockdown. I
0: believe he was one of five from deep that game, and yeah. he hit the biggest one. Biggest You know, one. that's the kind of stuff you like to see. Tim Hardaway's still on the roster. Dwight Powell actually played some pretty good defense. Yep. They've got nice players. Don't sleep
2: on Dallas. Don't sleep on Dallas. I like that. Shout out to Hank's cousin. That's big time. Love to get it. Love to be a fan. Love to have a fan we of the We love the, the show. interaction. We appreciate it, but like I said, Moving to award picks. We didn't get a chance to make these before the season started, so a little late, but we're going to make some early award picks. We're going to start out first. Let's do six man of the year. To cool. Start it out first. We'll do six man of the year. Uh, my pick, it's very obvious, pretty easy, but well. Yep, I, I don't know if there's anything else to say about Lou. will the man just gets buckets.
0: Till he gives you a reason not to pick him, you shouldn't. But I'm gonna make a case here for Derrick Rose because I'm a big Pistons fan. I'm I just can't. gonna I'm just gonna bring it up. He's averaging 21 points per game, which is actually top 30 in the league right now. 6.3 assists, which is top 20 in the league. And as I said earlier, 12th most efficient in terms of PER. If the Pistons have a decent year and he's coming off the bench all year, which he probably will be, because we even see with Reggie Jackson injured, Tim Frazier has been starting games. Derrick Rose, I think very well could win six man of the year. It's going to depend how many games he plays, though.
2: I can see it. I can definitely see it. He has been good for the Pistons. If he continues to play and it doesn't taper off as much, he's, he's going to be good. Yep. I mean, 20 points, like I said, 6.3 assists, leading the Pistons. He has been a big focal point and spark plug for that Detroit team. So I could definitely see that. I could definitely I'll get behind that on that one. I think Lou Will Derrick Rose could battle out by the end of the season. Next one, we're going to most improved player. For me, this is a tough one. I really, I have been driving the bandwagon of Lonzo Ball. I definitely think he is a better player than people give him His credit shot for. Shot looks good this year. Shot looks good this year. He's been better. I think the team, just the Pelicans, the people that surround him are just a much better fit than yep. LA. I think a lot of what's going to happen if he's most improved is going to be predicated when Zion comes back because I think him and Zion will have a very unique and nice relationship when well, they work mates. well off each yep. other. Uh, so for me, that's what that's predicated on, but I think Lonzo can definitely do that. And then Pascal Siakam. I think you look at the way he has played so far this season, this has been a guy who has changed the way he scores, and the his way team. he plays, and it's his team now and for him to take that upon himself and elevate his play so much, I definitely think you can see him as most improved. In
0: terms of what you said about Siakam, yes, you saw a couple of games in the playoff run last year where Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard even took a back seat to him, because it's like Siakam's got it rolling. I remember game one of the finals, I don't know what his stat line was, but it was unbelievable. Yeah, That's on the biggest stage in basketball, so Pascal Siakam is definitely one to watch, but my pick is Trey Young. Uh, right now he's 8th oh. in scoring in the entire league, 27 a game. He's also 12th in assists with uh, and he's he's ninth in PER. I love PER by the way. You, if you haven't love noticed, P- now. but he's been unbelievable, unbelievable for a young Hawks team that's hovering around five hundred. So I'm going to predicate it on that. If the Hawks make the playoffs, I think Trey will win Most Improved Player. I like
2: that. I like that pick. Trey Young has if, been fire. If, this if the
0: season. Hawks make the playoffs, it's going to mean that Trey Young
2: has had a good year. That's hundred percent. I love I love that pick. That's a good one. All right, next one, Rookie of the Year. I'm be honest. Even he's not, even though he's not playing, I don't. How could it not be Zion? He, I think, when he comes back, he's gonna be electric. I will say, Tyler Harrow is making a case for himself. If Zion doesn't play up to his potential and Tyler Harrow continues to play how he's been playing, it might be his award to lose.
0: Okay, I, I hear you. I hear you 100. percent But I still like John Morant just because I know nothing has been exceptional or jaw dropping from him yet. But he's averaging 19 five and four, and I think if he keeps that up. Uh, and, and again, Harrow's a shooter, you know, that production might drop off a little bit, but it also could just fluctuate throughout the year. Um, I, I would definitely say him, Zion and Ja Moran are all locks for like a first team all rookie, you know, something like that. Zion might not play enough games. That's my only concern. I think he Mm. will have the better season just in terms of, I think the, I think the Pelicans are a better team than the Grizzlies. Yeah. But I like Ja for rookie of the year.
2: I do like, I I don't know if you caught the game, Ja the Grizzlies played against the Nets. Yeah. But he was exceptional. Yep, he took he was over. exceptional. He I mean, it over. I mean, blocked Kyrie for the potential game-winner on Kyrie. Both ends. And then the play to set it up for the Grizzlies to win the game, dribbles it down the floor, attracts two, creates a nice drop-off pass to Damari Carroll, I believe it is, for the three, he just, I think his IQ level, his talent, his skill has just been exceptional so yep. far this season. He may not have the necessarily eye-popping stats, yep. but the way they get plays, the way you look at him from a season ago to now in the NBA, he he has been exceptional. He has been exceptional. Uh, next one up, Defensive Player of the Year. This one's tough because it always goes to a big man, and Rudy Gobert could easily just win it again. Yep. But I think with the way the Clippers play and the way this team is going to be predicated on defense, I kind of like Kawhi. I think Kawhi has a shot at it this year. Uh, outside of Rudy Gobert, I definitely think if you're going for another big man, I would maybe go with Joel Embiid outside of Rudy Gobert. I think Joel Embiid could be a defensive anchor for Philly this season. We've Do you got, think
3: Kawhi plays enough games to win a depoy, though?
2: That's the question mark. I, It's going to be tough as of right now. I want to say he probably won't because I think he's adamant to not do it. But if there was a chance – like, that's the problem with, I think, DPOI and even MVP. Kawhi won't play enough games, but if there was a time where he should, like, let up a little bit on the resting, this would be the season. Like, this would be his year to really put it all together. Like, yep. I think he could have an MVP season, push the Clippers to relevancy, push them through to the playoffs. Like, this would be a year where you go, wow, Kawhi – has officially taken the best player in the world. Like, I think he was good last season, but the playoffs was what gave him the best potential best player in the league stature. This could be the year where the entire thing is put together top to bottom.
0: So Kawhi's obviously not a bad pick. He's won it before. Uh, has he won it twice? He's either won it once or twice. Anyways, he's a, he's obviously a lockdown defender. I do agree with Collins. I don't think he'll play enough games to win it. So, um, I I, I guess the safe pick would be Rudy Gobert, the Stifle Tower, whatever you want to call him. He's a great great defensive center. I think my outside-the-box pick would be, Julian, as you mentioned, how the Clippers play. Um, Patrick Beverly's a dog, and I think we're going to see a lot of good matchups now that the Clippers are in the very upper echelon of the NBA. You're going to see him going up against guys like Russell Westbrook and James Harden, Dame Lillard. Uh, those kind of matchups are just going to be really fun to watch. Kyrie Irving out in Brooklyn, Kemba mm-hmm. Walker in Boston. Yep. It's going to be a lot of great matchups for Pat Bev, and I'm telling you, if he locks these guards down, he'll get a lot of recognition, and, and, and as he should.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. I like Patrick Beverly, and yes, to correct, uh, two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Kawhi Leonard, 2015 and 2016. Uh, but no, Patrick Beverly is a great pick. Yep. Beverly is a, a dog. He gets in everyone's face, and I think that was evident to start the season against the Lakers when he would even be matched up against LeBron a couple times. Yes. It's like you said, the way the Clippers play, that's their identity, that's their M.O., and I could see him winning an award like that. That's going to be a big one. Uh, The biggest one, most valuable player. Like I said, my early season pick was Steph and rip to that dream. Uh, My next one, it would be Anthony Davis. I just think the Lakers are going to try and fuel him and push him on. And I think that will predicate kind of what the Lakers will be. If Anthony Davis has his MVP season, builds up a lot of momentum, he'll do that in the playoffs, but that will allow LeBron to rest and then push it even more in the playoffs. And by the end, those two are just going to be a dynamo.
0: We're going to be Lakers fans this year because I'm going to take LeBron, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why okay. right now. Okay. Like I said, he's 26 points, 11 rebound or 11 assists, seven rebounds per game this season on 51% shooting. That's exceptional. If he plays that way all year, he'll win the MVP. I'm going to be objective and say he won't. He'll average probably 22, 10 assists, and then maybe anywhere from four to eight rebounds a game, and he will shoot somewhere from 45 to 50% from the floor. So. I think if LeBron James plays 65 to 70 games, he'll win the MVP because I think the Lakers are going to win enough games, and I don't really see who else you could give it to. I don't think the media will give it to Giannis again. I don't think Joel Embiid is going to play enough games because he's also got his co-star in Ben Simmons. And the other thing with AD, my only concern is just the narrative thing. Mm -hmm. They never give it to the new – like when LeBron went to Miami his first year, he was the MVP that year. They gave it to Derrick Rose because LeBron joined this team, whatever. Kevin Durant, same thing in twenty seventeen. Really you could have thing, said yeah. yes, yes, of course. And but we'll and say that. It, 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 I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm just saying Lebron no, no, was yeah. the, Lebron was the better player that year, and Kevin Durant in twenty seventeen was most likely the MVP as well. Can't give it to him because he joined the other team, and you don't really know how to how to judge the success. So. I'm not against the AD pick. I actually really like the AD pick, but I'm just going to say LeBron. Either way, I think the Lakers are going to have a great season. Steve Nash once won an MVP, averaging 18 points per game. It's all about production and winning, and I think the Lakers do enough. LeBron is the, the um, to use Tom Izzo's analogy, the straw that stirs the drink. I think LeBron wins MVP.
2: All right, last one to finish it out. Coach of the year, my pick, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat. He, he is low-key been one of the best coaches in the NBA. And if this Heat team, I don't know necessarily they're going to keep up what they've been doing so far this season. But if they hang around, you know, make the playoffs, feeling like an 8th eight, eight or seven seed, I think this is a guy you can give it to. I think he has been tremendous in Miami. He's kept them relatively relevant these last couple yeah. years when really you look at like a Cavaliers team – Without LeBron, no one talks about him, and yet once LeBron left, even the, the throws of the D. Wade saying goodbye to him, he has kept the team kind of going, and so I think Eric Spolster deserves some recognition. That's a great pick.
0: Eric Spolster's gone from being a guy that LeBron maybe wanted fired in 2010 early yeah. on to a guy who's a very respected coach in the NBA. I could totally see it. It is going to depend on how the Heat do this year. I like that pick my pick is Frank Vogel simply cuz I think the Lakers are already surprising people in terms of the rotation and what they're doing and I think the I think Frank Vogel the expectations that he had were kind of low so mm-hmm. he succeeded that already and I just think you know the media loves that
2: kind of stuff and they're the ones who vote on this so I'm just going to say Frank I like it those are the award picks. Hold us to them. The season is on the way for the NBA. We're going to take a quick break on the other side to finish out the show. We got your NFL game pick, so get ready. It's going to be a nice Sunday of action. We'll be picking the games right now after this break.
0: If you only knew the Love power you. of the Impact 89 FM.
3: He's going to have to throw down field. He's got Brandon Boyer right in his face. Thrown down towards the field,
1: well short of the end zone. Going to get batted down, Michigan State wins 21-17. They score that out in
3: the field. Sports! Sports! Sports. Yeah. Sports!
1: Now that we have your attention, volunteer positions are always open with the Impact Sports Pretty team. Small. Get experience covering Michigan State athletics and producing sports content, including articles, podcasts, videos, live play-by-play, and so much more. No prior experience is needed. Visit impact89fm.org slash volunteer for more information. Join the team at Impact sports.
0: sports. You wouldn't send a text while using a chainsaw.
3: Check out these pics of this huge tree fall. Oh!
0: You probably wouldn't text while scuba diving. And you definitely wouldn't send a text while making out. You are so smoking hot.
3: I
2: love your elbows. Wait, hold on a second. huh? I need to send this. OMG, I'm like totally kissing him right now.
0: Dude, what the? F- so why would you send a text while
2: driving? <laughs>
3: Well, that's different.
0: That's what about 6,000 people who died last year said. Oh. And now, it's illegal in Michigan to read, type, or send any text from your phone while driving. It's a $100 fine for the first offense and $200 after that. Ouch. Check out Michigan House Bill 4394. Be a part of the solution and save a life. And seriously, put the phone away while you're making out.
2: Aw, come back, Cuddle
3: Bunny. You need help. 88.9 The Impact.
2: Ooh, I don't even want to come back after this break. This beat is so fire. I just want to leave it. Did you hear the new remix of Travis Scott? Yes. This is a TV
3: request, so we had to play it.
0: I've
2: been listening to this song like the last two weeks. Love it. It's so good. It's so good. Back from the other side of a break, green and white report, finishing out your Sunday morning. Got a little bit of time left here to do our NFL Game Picks, a big Sunday of action for you today. And if you're anything like Ryan Collins, you want to put some money on it, so we got your picks for you. Make sure you listen to us. Put some money down on the teams that we choose because we're always right. We are. We are.
0: Did you, <laughs> are you really nice blending look, them? Nice a mashup. I it's
2: like It's kind of it. good. <laughs> I kind of mess with this. I kind of mess with it. But NFL Game Picks on the way. We got our main man, Hank, hey, in hey, studio. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Let's go, Hank. Let's go, Hank. We all got right. him that in the That was studio. unreal, Hank. That was a <laughs> lot, Trent. That was great. I was all working right. on that all week. Let's do it. Let's make these picks. Game number one, Bills taking on Washington in Buffalo. Buffalo's favorite by 10 and a half.
1: Now here, listen, you guys brought this up too early because this is my big upset pick of the week. All right, we got uh, Dwayne Haskins getting his first start. He's got a week preparation first time. I'm taking skins today, boys. Bills cover, though. I'm taking skins.
2: Okay, all right, I like it.
0: Wait, what? Wait, the 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 Bills are eleven point favorites. Oh, he had to cover. So so, so I'm like taking skins. You like the Redskins? Right okay, I'm taking skins. I'm taking skins. Okay, okay gotcha. he's going to Washington. This to cover. Bills defense is great. Um, I believe they're second in the league to New England in a lot of aspects. I'm going to take the Bills to cover because I don't think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a good <laughs> debut. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll eat my words. But I like the Bills, especially at home.
3: I love the Bills this week just because the way they played against the Eagles last week was pretty disappointing. This offense is not special. I mean, Josh Allen will make a couple, like, really good plays. He's turnover prone. I like the Bills, though, the cover. A little bounce back. they good Dwayne, enough. Dwayne Hastings, first of all, shout out to the Redstins for putting him in a great situation to get his first start. What a complete joke of an organization.
2: Yeah, give me Buffalo in this one. Buffalo's been good this season. I like where they're going. And also, you never just go with Washington because of the name they choose to use every single Sunday. So going with Buffalo in this one. Next one, Chiefs taking on the Vikings at home. Minnesota, though, is the favorite. Minus four and a half.
1: Yeah, you know, Thielen's playing this week. Mahomes is out. Uh, I think Chiefs are going to drop four and a row in Arrowhead and uh, scold Vikes.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I wish I could pick against the Vikings, but I can't. The Vikings look good this season, uh, and still without Patrick Mahomes are the Chiefs, so I am going to take the Vikings.
3: Oh! This Give is just, the Chiefs,
0: this baby. This is, that, was, that was disgusting. You didn't like that? Well, no, I, I, I liked
3: Chiefs. it, but the execution was a It was low. not good. It wasn't good. It was okay. Hank, I knew what you were By doing. the way, Hank is a Vikings fan, He's so Vikings this is a is. biased bias pick. Bias right. I, I, I think the Chiefs win this game. I like them this week.
2: It was horrible. All right. it, give me the whoa. Vikings. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Whoa, whoa. Step <laughs> no, up in the party. Like, ah. Nothing
3: like an ad in the middle of YouTube playing NFL Primetime's music. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, give me, give me the Chiefs.
2: Come on. You love it. Give me the Vikings in this one. The Chiefs have been struggling. Been downhill. I don't think Mahomes is playing in this one either. Give me the Vikings uh, to win this one. Next one, Dolphins versus the Jets. The New York Jets favored by three and a half. I mean, this
1: game sucks, though. I mean, this is two horrible teams. <laughs> You know, but it's it's hard not to beat the Dolphins at this point. Yep. And it's spooky season here, so we got Sam Darnold's going to be seeing lots of ghosts. I'm taking jest today.
0: Yep, Hank, you said it. Sam Darnold's going to see ghosts, whatever. Not against the Dolphins. Not happening.
3: Love, love the Chiefs. And please, Le'Veon Bell, please do something for my fantasy team. Please.
2: We're going on the limb. Miami Dolphins. 0 oh, wow. and 7 this season. Make it 1 and 7 all with the right. win Fitzmagic, over the Jets. Fits magic. Let's get it. Next game up: Eagles versus the Bears. Philly minus four and a half.
1: Uh, so I'm I'm kind of slowly losing faith in Carson Wentz. He's on my fantasy team. I benched him this week, but uh, I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky. So
3: I'm still gonna take the Eagles in this one. Yep. Bears offense stinks. Eagles big. Bears, love them. I love the Bears. They, they, they've heard all week how bad they are. I get this offense is basically Michigan State's football offense. It's anemic. They can't do anything. Play calling, not good. Quarterback, not good. This defense will have a big week. Get, I, I I could see a couple touchdowns from the defense today.
0: I just want to add one more thing. It's in Philly. I'm going to take – I'm seriously, I'm taking the Eagles by three scores. I think the okay. Eagles win big. Okay, Yep. Okay. Agree to disagree. Win big.
2: I don't know about winning big, but I do think the Eagles win. Bears offense is horrible. It's gonna be a close game. Gonna come down to somebody to come to come and make a score. Bears won't be able to get it done. Next game, Steelers versus the Colts in Hines Field. Pittsburgh favorite, one uh, minus one. Ooh.
3: Pittsburgh's favorite in this one? Yes, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
1: I don't. Get, James Conner's out. Bridget's been rolling. I'm going to take the Colts in this one.
3: Yep, easiest pick of the day. I got the
0: Colts as well. Don't understand this line whatsoever. Steelers don't have any talent left except Juju
3: Smith-Schuster, especially with James Conner hurt. Colts. The $2 I had left in my Bovada account went towards this game, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't like how obvious it is. So on the, on you're the over, show, you're thinking too much. I, 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 I'm gonna take the Colts. What I'm saying, we're gonna get ratioed here, okay. and the Steelers might win. Okay, that's just how wow. gambling goes. That's how that That'd is how crazy. it works.
2: Give me the Colts, Jacoby percent. Come yep. on now, give me the Colts. The next one, Panthers versus Titans. Carolina favored minus three and a half.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Panthers in this one. A big loss to the 49ers last week, but uh, you got to go for Stearns and his boy.
0: Big Newton's still out. Let's go uh, Panthers. Big Newton. This might be my worst pick of the day, but I'm going to take the Titans to cover. I think the Panthers win. I think the Panthers win by a field goal, so I'm going to take I'm going to take the Titans to cover.
3: Okay, I, I like the Panthers. I'm a Kyle Allen guy. I'll never forget the moment at Texas A&M where he was chatting up the water girl. I, I always think it's <laughs> the funniest video ever. That's a so, big
0: Collins thing. I, and and it if is a big you, Collins if, thing. Yeah,
3: if, it's, if you're funny or you did something in the past that I thought is funny, I'm usually going to bet on you. I like the Panthers. <laughs>
2: I like it. Give me the Panthers as well. I'm in the same mode as Trent, though. I think the Titans do cover in this one. Uh, We're going to skip. We're going to go ahead to Seahawks, Buccaneers, Seahawks at home. Their favorite, minus four and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston has been horrible this season. Is Josh Gordon eligible this week or no? No, he's not. I'm still thinking Seahawks, though. Winston has been horrible.
0: Yeah, um, Russell Wilson, I think, is going to win this game for the Bucs. It's in Seattle. I've got little to no faith in Jameis Winston. I'm going to take Seattle.
3: Uh, I was on my phone texting my friends. Well, that's why we got a little pause <laughs> there. But uh, give me Seattle.
2: Yeah. Yeah, give me Seattle on this one. This one's pretty easy. Not a fan of the Buccaneers. Not a Jameis Winston guy. Uh, Seahawks get it done. Broncos versus Browns in a mile high. Cleveland favor, though, minus four.
1: Yeah, Cleveland finds a way to screw a lot of stuff up. But, I mean, I it's, they got to do something eventually, you know? And this game still means nothing, I think, but it's it's a start. I'm taking the
0: Browns. Guys, I still think the Broncos are the best bad team in football, and the Browns are an absolute dumpster fire right now. They don't know what they're doing. They have no identity. Freddie Kitchens is the worst coach in the NFL. I think the Browns do win, but they win by a field goal or by one or
3: something like that. I, I'm going to take the Broncos to cover. Browns by a million. I hate Freddie Kitchens. I think he's a horrible game manager and. A decent play caller. Just if you watch that Patriots team, they were moving the football. Yeah, just a lot of dumb mistakes, a lot of turnovers. I think that I, I think they clean it up this week. I like the Browns big. Give me the Broncos.
2: I think been waiting on a Broncos game. Broncos to for win or Brown- just cover Broncos to win. Oh, okay. Give me the Broncos right. to win been waiting for a game where the browns just completely implode on themselves yeah. i think baker mayfield has just been a, a powder keg win. i need go i need off. the I Eagles the to game. explode on the field yeah, that's what i, I want I to see this is it this is it for uh the browns here so give me the broncos in this one a couple more games left chargers versus the packers green bay favored minus four
0: yeah
1: chargers have been kind of disappointing this season uh packer defense is playing a lot better Rogers is heating up i'm going against the heart on this one i'm gonna take the packers
0: Yep, uh, Chargers don't have any home field advantage That place is going to be full of Packers fans Packers probably win Packers, Packers, exactly what Tron said, Packers
1: Yeah,
2: easy one for me, Packers uh, Next one, Ravens versus the Patriots New England favorite, minus three though
1: uh, Yeah, I think this is the Patriots' first big test But I don't think it matters I think Belichick gets the boys ready for it But I do think both Brady and Lamar are going to struggle in this one But it's going to be a running affair for the offense
0: this Patriots defense looks very good, but until today, the Patriots have not played a top 20 offense in the NFL. I think the Ravens win. Hand Tom Brady and the Patriots their first loss of the season. I still think the Patriots get the number one overall season in the AFC, but they drop this one.
3: I think for the first time this year, you're going to see a defense like the Patriots take away the run game for Lamar Jackson and that and, and that could, could cause problems but I still think Lamar's gonna beat him with his arms I love Lamar Jackson other than his stupid helmet in Baltimore get a, get a as quarterback well. helmet but I like Baltimore tonight
2: in Baltimore give me the Patriots though in this one I think the Patriots pull it out I honestly think three it can work I might go with four I think New England takes it to four I think they're gonna win a little bit more than that I like the Patriots. I know they haven't been tested yet, but I think I'm behind it. I think I'm behind this defense. I'm behind this team. Mohamed Sanu joining the squad Mohamed well. Sanu joining the squad. And I, I just haven't necessarily been 100% sold on Lamar yet. He's good. He's got to make the move to great, though. If this the would Ravens be a big be statement game. game for Lamar Jackson. This would be a statement game. Last one to end it out to send us home. Raiders versus the Lions. Oakland favorite, two and a half.
1: Uh, I mean, I like Derek Carr, but... You know, I'm surrounded by the Lions boys right now. I got to take the Lions in this one. You got to believe in the
0: pride in Matt Stafford. One Lions pride. Today. One pride, baby. That's all I got to say. Matt Stafford has a big day. I think the defense has a big day. Snacks Harrison, bounces back, shuts down Josh Jacobs. I think Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay both have a big day. I think Tavon Wilson, even with Tracy Walker out at safety, will hold Darren Waller to less than, I don't know, 80 80 receiving yards. I think it's a big game from the Lions defense. Big game for Matt Stafford. Lions win by 10
3: or more. I don't agree with you at all there. I, I like Darren Waller to have a huge game, and I actually like the Raiders to cover here. This is just a weird spot for the Lions. First time the Raiders have played at their actual, like, into Coliseum in, yeah. like, over a month and a half. I think it's going to be a crazy environment for the Lions to walk into. I like the Raiders today.
2: This is Lions easy for me? Let's go! Not with the Raiders. Not with the Raiders. Taking the Lions. My bad on the last one. I forgot we got a really bad Monday night game to watch. So Monday night, Giants versus the Cowboys. Dallas favorite, minus six and a half.
1: Yeah, I know this is kind of two bad teams, but like I, I think this is going to be like an unexpected shootout. Like one of the games where Denny Dimes all of a sudden like erupts and the Cowboys kind of keep rolling a little bit. I do take the Cowboys here, but I think it's going to be a close game.
0: Is your cousin a Cowboys fan? He's not a Cowboys fan. He's a a Jets fan. I was going to pick the Cowboys for him. Um, I'm actually still going to pick the Cowboys, (laughs) though. I think the Cowboys have a very good offense. I think they'll figure it out. Dak Prescott's limited. I don't like him at all, but I think they win this game because the Giants are not a good football team.
3: Give me the boys. I I, I like the Cowboys this year. I actually think their defense is underperformed with the talent they have. I think they'll have a big week against a rookie quarterback.
2: Yeah, give me the Cowboys. I used to be behind Daniel Jones, but I just think he's kind of Matt, not necessarily his ceiling, but he's at the point in the season where this is all he's going to be so far this year. So give me the Cowboys in this one against a team still figuring it out in New York. But that is the NFL picks. That's it. Go ahead. Bet your money on the teams we picked. I promise you will win, maybe, sort of. I have my fingers crossed behind You will win
0: boatloads of money boatloads
2: macaroons see always do it collins doesn't listen to us and then collins collins loses a lot of money
0: yes that's very true well (laughs) collins already told you what his betting strategy is if you're a funny guy he's gonna bet on (laughs) (laughs) on yeah
3: seriously it's great Why i lose all my money it's a formula
0: it's a a formula
3: yeah i guess i guess don't hate the player hate the game (laughs) i mean i i am the game and the player if that (laughs) that makes sense so
2: in betting i guess Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah 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 i guess but that's it that's the nfl game picks that's the show Green and White Report. Yeah, fun. Sunday, right here. Thanks for having me on. Ryan, we miss you. Come back. Yeah, Ryan, we miss you. That's been it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you've been listening to the Green and White Report, brought to you by Impact 89FM, WDBM. Join us each and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Ryan Robbenovitz will be in here next week. Once again, for you, head out Tuesday, Michigan State, Kentucky, Live, Impact Radio, 88.9 FM. Julian Mitchell, Joe Dandron on the call. Make sure you tune in. I'll see you next Sunday.
0: You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org slash sports.